I brought some Dr. Pepper with me for the podcast because I need some caffeine. Do you need some caffeine? You had some caffeine. Get away from my Dr. Pepper. I already had my caffeine. I have to have caffeine to not, I don't know, be a complete asshole. <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> Is that what makes you a butthole sometimes? I don't know. I, did, caffeine? I didn't have caffeine in jail and I didn't seem to be a butthole in there. I was on my best behavior in jail. You also like to be a butthole <laughs> for me, I think. I think it's easier to be a butthole around you because I'm. It's uh, not around it's my me. Emotions to me. I'm not a butthole to you. You piece of shit. You don't think you're ever a butthole to me because I've been a butthole to you here and there when I get really mad and I have no patience and you're driving me crazy. I'll be a butthole. <laughs> no, I'm a goddamn angel at all times. Welcome to the Couple of Critics Podcast. I don't believe that for a second. Neither should any one of you. Welcome to the Couple of Critics Podcast. My name is Michelle. And I'm Sam. And I will not be using a baby voice. I wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't a baby voice. That was not a baby voice. How do you do a baby voice? I'm a baby. <laughs> me, 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 me. I just scrunch up my face. I'm a baby. I'm a baby and it's I'm, my day out. I'm the baby from... What's that fucking movie? Roger Baby's Rabbit. Day out. No, I don't know what that is. It's a movie about a baby. Is it his day out? Uh huh. Yeah, imagine that. Ow. Are you all right? Something bit me on my goddamn mutton chop. Do you That's think what it, it felt like? Do you think it was a little bit of a pinch? I don't think it was a. Did your headphones pinch? Your uh, skin? Maybe. Maybe it's grabbing the hair on the side. You do have wild hair right now because you have, for whatever, pledged to not control the mop on your head i'm not cutting it while you are under the guise of the law which is interesting because of the law (laughs) because uh you'd think you'd want to look less disheveled when the law has their microscope on you i'm out to prove that you don't have to look like you have morals to have morals that's what you're out to prove no i just it's just a way of me trying to grow my hair long again. I miss my long hair at times. I do too. Your hair is way longer than mine. At the moment? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got way, way fucking more. longer. Way more. But I keep shaving mine. I like it. Plus, I can always wear a hat into my meetings. I tell you what, though. I did see a picture of myself with what? long hair recently, and it made me pretty sad because I had some nice long fucking hair. You could do it again. You just got it's a fucking pain in the ass doing it though. And there's definitely a point where your hair starts to hurt, where it gets pointy. But it mostly for me it hurts around the scar on my head. So I feel like it it just pokes it and hurts it a lot cuz it's hmm. weaker tissue. I've never thought that my hair hurts. I've thought that like my beard hurts. My but hair not my hurts. but not my head hair. I'm just letting it go. Your pussy I'm hair hurts. Crazy. <laughs> my pussy is sore. I think I got sand in it. <laughs> I just thought it was because you had Brillo pad and pubes. Brillo pad pubes. Right now I got cottony pubes because they're hugely long. Cottony? Cotton? Like, I always say Like co- the killer from Scream. <laughs> <laughs> Although he, he wasn't, wasn't a killer. killer. No, but I think he eventually killed someone when he was a good guy. Or when it was, like, I think he killed a bad person, didn't he? Oh, maybe. I don't know. I'm not into Scream that Cut much. the killer. Kill by, Cotton. By Scream 3, I don't even know what the fuck's going on. Well, Cotton was big in the second one. Yeah, he was like the main character, right? And yeah, then he was the main... like that. Because she's like, you killed someone. Then they then they tried to make you think that Cotton was the main killer they did, in the second one. They did, and then you realize that he's not. I think he... And I then think he's like on their team. I think that's the one where he does help kill Sydney. 
I'd know more about Scream than I thought. I think that's the one where he does help Sydney kill the uh, one kid and Laurie Metcalf. Laurie Metcalf. And she shoots Laurie Metcalf in the fucking head. Because you always got to shoot them in the fucking head before they're... they're or else they don't die. They Especially come back. Especially Laurie Metcalf because they're fucking strong characters. So... This is a couple of critics podcasting. Yep. What we do here is pick our nose on microphone. Go ahead. <laughs> we are you wiping it upon the microphone <laughs> sponge? Sponge. I like to call it a sponge because <laughs> I like to take it off and I like to dust the room with it. I don't think it's called a windscreen. That's what I was going to call it. But a windscreen is one of those circle ones that they you can make out of a clothes hanger or wire. What do you call it? Coat hanger wire and a pantyhose. That's how I always made them back in the day. All right, so we are a couple of people who happen to be a couple, and we uh, talk about things that we like, and we share things that we like with each other each week, and uh, it's my turn. Specifically media. We don't just talk about how I like a cheeseburger. Because then it would just be us talking about how amazing cheeseburgers are for like an hour and a half, two hours. And I don't think you guys want that. I'm not sure if they want what we're doing anyway. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> We got fans. Speaking of fans. We got some gifts recently. And uh, Ron, son of Halvor, is how I know him. I don't know his real name. I think his name is Ron Halverson, so it's son of Halvor. (laughs) That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he is a friend of Sam's, a listener of the podcast. He sent us- The Jello brother. He is a broder. He sent a package to Sam- that initially we thought was just going to be these free Sampo shirts, which were really awesome. Two shirts. That's all we expected. That's all we expected. And the box was a bit bigger. And Huge. upon opening it, Sam found some other things. Would you like to share a couple of the things? What I got as an extra gift, not only the free Sampo shirts, which I didn't realize Ron had green jello stuff on the back too. Me neither. Good on you. Uh, that way he can sell them to green jello fans without them having to know who the fuck I am. But, uh, I got my first piece of Hellraiser memorabilia. I got a Funko Pop pinhead. And that's pretty cool. Because, one, I would have never bought a Funko Pop thing. Mm-hmm. But I enjoy having it. So yeah. I, I didn't even know I wanted it until I pulled it out of the box. And we got some uh, catnip. Yeah, catnip for the cats. Which is really awesome. Yeah, they enjoyed it the other day. And Kit Kat pretty much tried to rape Oliver after he, he got some. He was on his back and I saw movement of his body so i'm and oliver was making these really awful sounds like like he was very mad so i'm pretty sure that that catnip uh turned into a cat date rape sort of situation absolutely and you got something which i think is probably the coolest thing in the box just because of when it came from because it's old and it's uh legit it is a justin timberlake marionette (laughs) from the early 2000s and it's something that i never would have been able to buy i was a po kid it's something i meant poor (laughs) would not have been purchased for me so receiving it now as an adult i will say that uh teenage michelle would have been fucking losing her mind Adult Michelle is really, really, really happy about it as yeah. well. You did lose your mind for a second. I w- you pulled back and you were like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I was shocked because I was like, why Why is there something in that box for me? Like a shirt, a free t-shirt is nice enough. Yeah, Ron, that was crazy like, of you. you so have to do nice any of that. enough. So the I was even that- willing to pay for the shipment of the shirts. Like. Yeah, I didn't f- have to pay anything. The fact that you went out of your way is uh, super, super kind. We appreciate the gifts. Thank yeah. you very much. Which brings me to this point. 
Some people are going to have to start sending some more gifts now. <laughs> Let's yeah. get going here, fans. <laughs> just, just know that we we give you guys content all the time. So if you guys ever want to be like, hey, we love you. Here's a free um, pinhead thing for Sam and Justin Timberlake. <laughs> <laughs> just more pinhead and Justin Timberlake. If someone can find a pinhead Justin Timberlake. Oh, my God. That's terrifying. <laughs> if someone makes a pinhead Justin Timberlake. <laughs> It'd be easy. But what would it be called, though? What's a good name for something like that? Pin Lake? No. See, I don't think there are any, like, nothing sounds... I don't know. This is up to the fans now. Well, Send us in idea names well, for... There's nothing in the name Justin Timberlake that sounds tough. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Justin Timberpins? No, that doesn't work. <laughs> Somebody come up with it. This is your new challenge for this week. We're done with the Sam songs, obviously. People stop sending those in. Oh, yeah. That was very short-lived. <laughs> but if you still, in the future, forever want to send Sam songs, if you find one, don't send us a list. Just send us one yeah, in particular. <laughs> Called them out of the last one, too. We appreciate that you did that, but actual examples, specific examples of songs, we're still open to that. But, yeah, if you want to send us gifts as well. well the new assignment is figure out the name for Pinhead Justin Timberlake. <laughs> but yeah, that's what that's out of everything that we've mentioned so far, the the main goal right now is how do we how do we mash together Pinhead from Hellraiser and Justin Timberlake from Justin Timberlake. Well, he's called the Hell Priest in the books, and in my mind, Justin Timberlake is in charge of hell, so the Hell Priest still just works for the both of them. The Pop Priest. The Pop Priest. Pop Pop music. What is that song? Dirty pop. Dirty pop. I was going to say pop music. I know. That's what you did say. <laughs> talk about. <laughs> okay. So talk about. Uh, we're going to talk about. God, I know. <laughs> that was an accident. <laughs> 10 minutes in. <laughs> that was an accident of a uh, beautiful transition. Beautiful. Um, We. You've always been the Segway queen. <laughs> on purpose or an accident. <laughs> well, here I am. We talked about doing some movies for you. Just to kind of, you know, bank some episodes and get some stuff ready. It's uh, about to be winter time. I have a shit immune system, so I'm definitely going to be getting sick at some point. Um, so we need to uh, just watch some flicks, share some flicks with each other, some childhood fun. Um, and I, I, I decided to go with Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit. Now, we're not even... We didn't watch Sister Act. Nope. Sam has never seen Sister Act. Not once. <laughs> but I do want to read a brief synopsis of the movie. That way, you at least have an idea of what... I don't know. What happened in the beginning, I guess. Um, of the original Sister of, Act. Of the so. original to introduce this, because it's a movie starring Whoopi Goldberg. They, whoa, both, whoa. Whoopi Goldberg, please. In the first and the second, but the sin brief synopsis of the original Sister Act movie is when a lively lounge singer, Dolores Van Cartier, Whoopi Goldberg, sees her mobster beau, played by Harvey Keitel, commit murder, she is relocated for her... Uh. 
protection. Is the burp written in there too? Yeah. It was on cue. Set up in the guise of a nun in a California convent, Dolores proceeds to upend the quiet lives of the resident sisters. In an effort to keep her out of trouble, they assign Dolores to the convent's choir and ensemble that she turns into a vibrant and soulful act that gains widespread attention. So she, to keep her out of trouble, they put her in the choir and uh, we get all kinds of action. I got a question. Yes. What the hell's a mobster bow? Her mobster boyfriend. Oh, is that what bow means? Yeah, boo. Okay. I'm I'm not hip with the lingo, I guess, from 1990, whenever that movie came out. Uh, what, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm assuming it was 91 because the second movie, Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit, came out December 10th of 1993. This in the sequel, so Dolores Van Cartier, she was at the convent hiding out, but there was an ending to that where she didn't have to hide out anymore. Where Harvey, Harvey Keitel was caught by the police. Harvey Cartel. Harvey Cartel. So she wasn't. She didn't have to be in hiding anymore. Does he get arrested? Is that what it is? Yeah, he does get arrested. He's a mobster boss, right? He's the mobster Bo. But he's a boss. Of the mob, right? He's in the mob. I'm not sure if he's a boss. He's mob, just involved. The mob never goes away. Even if he's behind locked doors, he can get some shit done. And maybe she's he... not safe. <laughs> well, uh, apparently they don't care about Dolores Van I guess Cartier not. anymore. Um, but I and I don't remember all the specifics of that movie and what happened because we're not here to talk about that anyway. We are talking about. Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit. So she is a uh, she's a lounge singer. She's in Vegas. And uh, she has to be brought back to these nuns somehow, and we will figure it out. Was she a lounge singer in the first one? Yes. Okay. She was. It's just that she was. she has her own Vegas show now. And it's called Sister Act. Yeah, because it's she based does, off that whole story, right? I mean, she at least has, yeah. Yeah. It's based off of it, roughly. Well, we're getting into the movie now. And I have the uh, trailer right here that we should go ahead and watch. Let's uh, let's me. see what we have here. Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit. The students of St. Francis have a problem with discipline. And it's not actually about Jesus at all. They don't have any. The faculty needs help from above. Fucker. But they're going to find it. In Las Vegas. She was a hoe. Touchstone Pictures presents the second coming of Sister Mary Clarence. Help us. Sister Mary Clarence. Who would I teach? What would I teach? Teach music. Hello. She's back in the habit again. I know that I've seen you somewhere before. Have you ever been to the Chi Chi Club? Say it with me. Come on. Chi Chi Club. Not Chi-chi the movie. Club. This yeah, time, totally she's not. giving a Chi-chi group of Chi-chi holy Club. terrors. I'm going to turn you guys into a choir. A lesson they'll never forget. Oh, oh it's horrible. <laughs> Can we sing something? They ain't going to get the crap kicked out of that us. That laugh wasn't you in the movie either. Ow! Yeah. Yeah. And now, everyone's learning the only right. thing more fun than performing an act of God. Thank you, Is taking it on the road. Being insubordinate. Classic trailer. That guy's voice, the way it's cut, edited together. Is I don't get trailers like this anymore. Everything. 
take a showgirl. Showgirl? Well, who the thunk? Whoopi Goldberg. What the hell are you doing? This uh, needs a prayer. Sister Act Two. Back in the house. Whoopi's the only one that got to play. Why is Whoopi the only one that got any recognition? I don't know, but it wasn't over. There was a classic joke in at the end that you spoke over. Well, you did stop playing it. You stopped holding it up for me to see, so I didn't know. You could hear that th- words were still being spoken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just don't give a shit. I give a shit. I just need to get pissed off about them only giving Whoopi some things. We got Kathy and Jimmy. We got Whoopi. We got Kathy and Jimmy. And we got Whoopi. That's the only two I could think of. And Clearly. Uh, Michael Jeter. There we go. Bam. You didn't know his name at all before this. You're like, is that that guy? <laughs> the guy from Airbud. No, you. There was the guy from Green Mile. Yeah, but now he's the guy from Airbud. <sighs> so, what happens in this movie? It's not a super complicated story. There's not a whole lot to really talk about because a lot of times we usually go into detail about the story as it goes, and we will kind of do that. But there's not a whole. There's not like a crazy story here. No, it's very basic, and then it's just add things, add jokes into it. That's all it was. Here's the storyline: save a school. Well, so music. It, it it's a little more than that. So they do go and get Whoopi. Some of the nuns go to Vegas. They see Whoopi playing. I'm sorry, Dolores Van Cartier. Even though when she was with the nuns in the first movie, her name was Sister Mary Clarence. And her name, once again in this one, is Sister Mary Clarence. She uses that name again because but, but they, they... all know, the nuns know she is Dolores Cartier. Yeah, that's a whole revelation and stuff in the first movie. Because they didn't know that she wasn't a nun. They just knew that she was wild. And then they found out, they found out in the end, that after she nun. empowered them all, that she wasn't. They found out her situation and they helped her. Against the mobster bow, Harvey Keitel. But again, that's not this. So <clears throat> they bring her back. She agrees that she will come back, but she doesn't know exactly what it's about. Um, but she came back with them to L.A. area. Yeah. Are we are we doing a whole general synopsis here or are we starting? Starting what? Because I wanted to talk about the beginning where she's actually singing and stuff. So I don't know if you're just giving a general outline and then we're coming back. I didn't know that you wanted to talk specifically about... Yeah, we got Weird Al's big buff brother in the beginning. I got to talk about that guy. And how she reaches her... He looks her... nothing like Weird Al. Oh, he, looks he, just exactly... has, he just has curly hair. That's the yeah, only thing. that's why he looks His like Weird His hair is totally different. He's huge and buff. <laughs> yeah, she's got like three huge buff guys that come on there. And that one dude's the postal guy. And he's got the postal bag in the front. And she totally reaches in there to give him a hand job Mid-performance. She definitely just grabs the bag and holds on to it and dances with him. She jerks off his dick. But it's a nice, um, <clears throat> when she's performing, it's a nice medley of songs. It was a good medley. With just tons of old classics. Yeah, it was a good medley. Female songs. They fit the together well. Like, they did the mishmash very well, especially when she's got, like, Little transitions, like, because you know, my mom always told me, you gotta better shop, shop around. around. And, uh, yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. And I, then for some reason, like, well, not for some reason, she sees the nuns there who were all drinking milk at that table because mm-hmm. they can't have alcohol. They ordered milk because it's their favorite beverages because they're just <laughs> sweet, silky, porcelain skinned white ladies. And then they get invited onto the stage and she's like, come on, girls, come on up here. And then for some reason, 
they just throw in the manic, she's on wire system, mm-hmm. and she's just being flown around. Like, for some reason, the guys don't know to just put her down. Like, she's a foot from the ground, and all they had to do was go a foot more, and then all of a sudden, it's just back to swinging her around like crazy. And, like, mid-performance, she just keeps just looking madness. at him, and she's like, what are you doing? <laughs> it was funny. What the hell? And then that manager, I still don't know why. He's like, Robert Pastorelli. Robert Pastorelli. I read that there was a weird stuff about him. That uh, his girlfriend died in a mysterious way. Died under mysterious circumstances yeah. at his home. Yeah. Five years before he died of a narcotic overdose in 2004. Yeah. But he's so weird because he's like, you guys need a manager for some reason to these nuns who did nothing on stage besides look confused, didn't have microphones, so it's not like you could hear them singing. Mm-hmm. They didn't know the songs. They weren't even singing the songs. But for some reason, this manager desperately needs to give them a manager deal. And he says something like, can God get you your own dressing room? Which the Lord can do anything, Michelle. But he doesn't. <laughs> not dressing rooms. Or uh, saving children from starving. <laughs> So, I mean, what are you going to do? Anyway, <laughs> so this movie has a huge cast, which we've we've briefly said, you know, Whoopi Goldberg's in it, Kathy and Jimmy's in it, Maggie Smith, who has been someone who has looked old forever. You know who Maggie Smith oh, is? Oh, yeah, yeah. She's the main nun, not like the main scene nun. <laughs> she's Mother she's, Superior. Yeah, yeah. And she's been in everything. We have Lauren motherfucking Hill before the Fugees came out, and uh, it makes sense. Wait, they're Fugees? It's not Fuggies? I feel like it takes a part of my soul when I'm interrupting for shit like that. Well, I gotta get it out. Do you? Yeah, because then I won't have anything to say. That's the type of shit that should turn into turds inside of you and be... They it should only come out through your butthole, not through your mouth. Nope. The fuggies. I'm going to do it whole podcast now. So this movie also has a lot of returning people from the first movie. And uh, the nuns are all pretty awesome, if you ask me. Like, there's nothing... There's no nun that's, like, terrible. They're all, like, cute and funny. They're cut-ups. They have... Um, like later when they sing, they're like, yeah, man, man. Like, like they're just, they have a lot of energy and I had a question stuff, about that. So they're, what? When they're later singing, is that the same group of nuns from the first one? Yes. So they're all recognizable. Yes. These, like, yeah, these are the same nuns from the first movie. So we have a lot of returns from there. But then we have, you know, we have a cast of kids because she has to become a teacher and teach these kids. So we get some new characters within the school as well because the nuns aren't originally affiliated with the school. This is something that has happened between the movies. So we have Michael Jeter, as you had mentioned. He works there. His name is Father Ignatius. Okay. Is that like a thing in the Catholic world where they, like you said Mother Superior, and I've heard that before. Because that's just a title. It, okay, so that's a thing. Do you think Father Ignatius or whatever is some sort of weird title too? No. Not a title, but I think but that's just... his name because we have Father Maurice, huh. who's the main guy. We have Father Wolfgang. He is the main chef, which I want to talk about this. So Thomas Gottschalk is his name. Okay. He is actually, excuse me, I'm... Too much Dr. Pepper. I shouldn't have been so crazy about that because, hoo-wee. 
You drink a lot of soda, so they call you Dr. Pepper. For sure. So he's German, and he had his own television show. Oh, he's actually German? So, yeah, he's German. He's huh. He was popular before this movie in Germany. Huh. And he had Whoopi Goldberg on his TV show. Okay. And there was a whole thing, and because she lost, he had to put her in a movie. He had to put her in a movie? I mean, I'm sorry, it was the other way. She had to put him in a movie. <laughs> So it was a whole thing that happened on a game show, and she, I mean, she stuck to it. So good for her. He was in the movie as the cook who was obsessed with sausage. It could only cook German sausage food. And it was the same sausage that they had served to them every day. So, so he makes, he makes her do a competition. She loses. And then her way of getting back at him is, I'm going to give you a role where all your role is, is we make fun of how we can't stand your German food. Maybe. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Uh, they don't make fun of them, though. They make fun of the food. They're always They're like... They're just like, ugh. ugh. There's not always. There's one scene of food. Well, they they make it sound like this is an everyday, every meal thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we also have Father Thomas, prayed by... Prayed by? <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Played by someone named Brad Sullivan. I like to think that he is a mixture of, which we've talked about. You you keep saying Billy Bob Thornton. I think oh. it's French Stewart. So he is a combo of French Stewart and Billy Bob Thornton. If you want to craft that beautiful image in your head, it's probably exactly what you're imagining. And if uh, anybody knew this kid, I'm not going to say his name, but he also looks like this kid who liked to bite people in Boy Scouts that we went to school with. <laughs> I don't see that, but... You do. I so do. You can have that. And then James Coburn is in this. And this is after his rheumatoid arthritis had kicked in. And every time he was on camera, Sam would freak out. <laughs> Look at his hands. That this, like, and I'm not even sure what exactly his role was. Like, who exactly he was in it. He's an archdiocese. Okay. So, and he had, he had it really bad in his hands. So every time yeah. you see his hands, they're just like... It's like they're flat. weird and jagged and they look painful and they have him like shake hands with people uh-huh. and like push sliding doors open and things. Uh-huh. And it's like, why are you letting him use his hands? And I yeah. guess it was a thing that he he kind of stuck to it. And he was like, I want to keep, you know, acting and doing this. And people don't not use their hands in life. So and you notice after he opens that sliding door, he also buttons his button on his jacket. And I don't think they would have been like. You need to button your jacket during this scene. I think that was just naturally him doing it. I think he was still just living his life as much as he could. It just looked uncomfortable. <laughs> After you told me he had rheum- severe rheumatoid arthritis, I've, that, then I was like, oh, now I feel bad for him. Because you would, <laughs> every time his hands would be on screen, you'd just be like, oh, Yeah, I'd be like, oh, God, look at those things. <laughs> and then, uh, so those are all of the people in charge. Um, as far as the actual, well, actually some nuns here, uh, Beth Fowler who I know her and a lot of people, if you watch Orange is the New Black, she was one of the nuns. Um, We have... she redhead nun? No. Okay. But she is redheaded now as an adult, so that's interesting Um, that you say that. Mary Wicks, Wickes? I'm not sure, but she was wonderful in the movie. She was like a cut-up... None. Oh, the oldest nun the besides oldest. Mother Superior. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, a lot of people from this movie are no longer alive. Like all of the the Father Maurice, Father Ignatius, 
um, Brad Sullivan, who was Father Thomas, James Coburn's dead, like so many people. Yeah. Michael Jeter should not be dead from already. this movie. Yeah, Michael Jeter died too young. He was openly gay. Uh, he was HIV positive, but that's not what killed him. Oh, really? Yeah, because like James Coburn, I think it said he died of a heart attack. I can't keep track of who these people are. James Coburn is the guy with the hands. Okay. So we got rheumatoid arthritis. We got Michael Jeter. We got Billy Bob Stewart. That's uh, Father Thomas. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to remember this. I wouldn't expect you to. <laughs> Father Thomas lived for chaos only. This whole fucking movie. He got really excited anytime anything happened where someone could get in trouble. Yeah, and it either way. It stimulated him tremendously. In either direction. It didn't matter who. He what would be side? on one person's side for a second, and then as soon as it was going the other way and he was going to see chaos in that way, he'd be like, oh, I'm going on that side now. He'd be like, yeah. <laughs> yeah he was crazy. It's, it's going to happen to you. <laughs> he was a nutbag. And he was crazy later when he's driving, but we'll get to that. So we'll get to that. So we have we have a lot of nuns, people who um, I don't know her name, but she was in the Wedding Singer. She was the rapping granny. She was in this as well. Uh, lots of people, big cast, lots of people to look for. But we do have some uh, kids who are more our age because she does eventually meet the kids, and uh, it's a wild group of kids. Yeah, it's basically, I thought it felt like Dangerous Minds, right? Is that what it was called? Yeah. But not as obviously as gangsta or anything like that. No, and they weren't bringing her in to like save the school per se because they didn't know. We don't know that the school is going to be closed yet. Yeah, we find that out later. We find that out later, but as of now. But they definitely brought her in to reach the kids. They brought her in because they were like, you were able to change us so much in the first one and make our choir so much better. That we just think that you can get to these kids in a way that we are unable to reach them. So she meets the group of kids. They are being crazy. We did hear some uh, uh, nails across chalkboard earlier Ugh. that happened twice in the movie. It's super hard yeah. to handle. Not it's, cool. It's rough, but she does get the kids' attention. Absolutely. A uh, wild group of kids just listening to music, all standing up, not in their seats. Um, some familiar faces. We have Jennifer Love Hewitt. Oh yeah, yeah. She is obsessed with constantly putting on makeup she and looks stuff. Like such a little girl. She looks really young. In this movie. Um, we have, as I had said earlier, Lauren Hill before the Fugees and before she came out and did her own which you said it's just Fugees, right? It's not the Yeah, it's just Fugees. Okay. Sorry, it's just Fuggies. Oh my God. <laughs> I was really hoping we could get through that without you doing oh, it. No. It truly turns my stomach upside down. It makes me feel <laughs> sick when you do stuff like that. I don't know why. Because I think it's just like, I know that it doesn't have to happen, and I feel like you're a kid just poking me. But it does have to happen. But it doesn't. It certainly does, or else I'll just sit here like this. We also yes. have Ryan uh -huh. Toby, which you might not be familiar with, but he was in a group called City High that was popular in the early 2000s. Is that the super African-interested kid? Yeah, because there is a kid who he is, like, because she does a roll call with kids, um, when she gets yeah, them to they're... sit down and then there is this kid who we get to uh, his name his name is Wesley but he's like um, all this with the struggling of my brothers and stuff and he is like I want to go buy a mall but like I don't remember yeah, the whole yeah. name he says, um, he says that thing where he's like that was my slave name uh, <laughs> <laughs> by the way when they I, we skipped over all of my notes here I'm getting so far 
I want to ask. I don't think we're that far. We are, though, because I have like eight notes we didn't talk about. Well, that's that's a lot on you, because you took notes only in the very beginning of the movie. Not true at all. Uh, the nuns are fucking liars already, because they tell the main dude that she worked in the bayou as a prison nun. Mm-hmm. So the nuns, as Whoopi says a minute after that little interview in the office, she says, you guys are liars, you're going to hell. And she's fucking right. And then they come up onto the class, and instead of music class, it says music ass. Classic 90s comedy. It's definitely worth stopping the flow for... uh... (laughs) I would have had to gone back 20 minutes later then, and it would have been even more of a disruptive flow, because i got to talk about music ass. Okay, then talk about music ass. I just did, and then you interrupted the flow again. You say you want to talk about it. Talk about it. I did. We walked up to a door and it said music ass instead of music class. Talked about. Check mark done. Well, see, you guys, it was really important. You needed to know what it said on the door. Absolutely. <sighs> Sam, anything else? Because you said that I, you had uh, eight notes. Yeah, anecdotes instead of antidotes. Uh, that one guy, Mr. C- oh, we already talked about Crispy having creepy hands. And Lauren Hill has a lot of fucking attitude. And we are not quite to her, but we are. um, But she is going through the kids and uh, figuring out names, telling people that, you know, this is. Wait, no. I was wrong because they just had huge attitudes with her. They all had fucking attitudes. Because then we do get to Lauren Hill, who just kind of takes over. And she's just like, yo, I'll save you some time. Are we all here? We're here. (laughs) Yeah, this is a bird class. And because we uh fly right through it, see, and we like to have a good time. And then she's like, Frank K, do it. And he turns the boombox on, and they're all like, Yeah, they call it. God, it drove me crazy because I would, I would be the kid in the class, like, Hey guys, the teacher, fucking talking. Let's sit the fuck down. (laughs) Well, there is a super duper nerd in the class as well that doesn't seem like he fits in. No, not at all. Because outside of the classroom, because she realizes at this point, like, uh. Like, this is going to be a lot. So then, like, we see them out hanging out, like, outside of school multiple times throughout the movie. And it's it's like the whole class is their, their friends outside of yeah, that yeah, classroom. Yeah. And he hangs out with them. It's not yeah. like he's just the nerd in class that they got to deal with. He's there later, too. No, like, multiple times throughout when they're just hanging out on the street and stuff after school, he's with them. So it's really interesting because it is a big inclusive group of different kinds yeah, of people. It really is, yeah. And then the only thing he really does that's wrong in class is wear a hat. Like they gave him a hat for some reason. Like, hey, you gotta have something that's wrong with you. Here you go. Wear a hat in the middle of class. Enjoy. Yeah, so she just realizes I'm gonna have to, because she um, cause she speaks with some other teachers outside in the hall because she had to be shown where it was. Where the oh, class yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, Michael Jeter. Michael Jeter is one of them, and then there's someone else, and they're they're just like waiting outside the classroom. And she goes out, and she's like, oh, I can't, I don't know if I could do this. And they're like, Yeah, you can. And she's like, Oh yeah. And like, basically, I need to face, like, fight fire with fire. This. So she goes back in. Which um, one of my notes is that the other teachers seem to have a lot of extra time on their hands because throughout the entire movie, teachers who are like like Michael Jeter, he's the math teacher. We have uh, Father Thomas, who is the um, like Latin teacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kathy and Jimmy does sex ed or whatever. So they're oh, yeah. all doing these things. But it seems to be that when there's something going on with music, 
these other teachers just have tons of time on their hands. Why was, couldn't they have stepped up? Right? Because <laughs> they just don't know how to. They're all... They're all actually religious... And gentle people. And ge- yeah, gentle people. So they're just like, they will get stepped on. And I want to bring the fact up that like it seemed like no other kids went to this school. The only time you see any other kids is, is like, like in the, the recess area every once in a while. And then in the sex ed class, because we don't see any of those kids ever again. Especially the one that they called... A slut, basically. We do later because there is like a group that they because they do get the group of kids together to sing in front of like the school. Oh, so oh, there that's is right. so there is one time that we do see, but it is still a smaller school because it's like a private Catholic school, but it's it's in a um like a more inner city area, yeah, as they say. It's the only school left too. Yeah, so they say in the beginning, um, like when they're trying to convince her to come to uh california with them from la or los angeles i'm sorry is what i know i'm still wrong las vegas that's what i meant to say the whole time um and it was in the in one of the previews that we heard i think that it was the chi chi club she says something about doing good in the hood the hey, redheaded gotta, gotta do good in the hood yo so the whole idea is that they are just like they need, they need her to make this better because they've, as you said, it's the only school left. Uh, they and she does say that was the when she gets that little pre not interview, but when the manager's sitting on the couch and they brought the nuns back, she does say, "Oh, I went to that school." Mm-hmm. So that even f- solidifies it further that she can have the attitude and the strong arm that needs to happen in that area because she understands what it's like to that go up area. there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So <clears throat> these kids are unruly, and she decides I'm going to fight fire with fire. So fingers on, <laughs> nails on a chalkboard. Yo she gets them jokes. to sit down. <laughs> there are yo mama jokes. There's all just kinds of craziness. One um, makes no sense. Remember the one yo mama joke? She's like, yo mama's so fat, she's the DJ for the ice cream truck. Yeah, that was dumb. Uh, what? That, doesn't, that wasn't funny. But this movie introduced me to telling... Like, cause this was big when Yo Mama jokes mm-hmm. in the mid nineties oh, yeah, were huge. a thing. So like, Yo Mama sat on a rainbow and Skittles popped out. That one makes sense and is good. Uh, your mama's so fat; she's on both sides of the family. That one's good. <laughs> <laughs> so like, uh, and then Whoopi says, "Yo Mama's so dumb; she got hit by a parked car." And I remember that one <laughs> as well. And that's the turn. That's like the first turn of the tide. Well, the first notion that it's going to turn when the kids are like, "Wait a minute." She's more like us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they they understand that there's some pushback. So they, uh, everyone else, everyone for the most part seems to be um, like they're willing to deal with it. Like they're kind of like, this sucks because she's like, this isn't going to be a bird course anymore. Like this is serious. Um, Then she comes back. Remember they glue her. And then they they glue her when she sits down. (laughs) Actually, I think that's before she says it's not going to be a bird course. Yeah. Because they still give her shit. Because at first she kind of like expresses like, I'm not going to put up with this. Mm -hmm. So then she comes in. She's like, yeah, let's have our first actual class. And then she sits down on her chair. Did they put a shit ton of glue on? Of rubber. That like rubber cement glue that that smells so strong. There's no way she wouldn't have noticed it. Nope. There's also no way she wouldn't have noticed it as it seeped through her clothes onto her fucking ass. Or seen it, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the chair because um, it was so much. And then Frank K's like, "You got busted." 
hate to break it to you, Frank. That's not what that means. She didn't get busted. Yeah. But so, so yeah, that did happen. But then when we see her in the, excuse me, in the classroom again, she's just like, this is not going to be a bird course anymore. This is going to be serious. This is a music class. We are going to talk about music, whatever. And she hears them outside when they're hanging out. So she can hear that they sing well. They all are singers even like because they're in this music class they they say that it's something that they don't have to take seriously but they took it because they all do like music yeah they all do have musical talent they they do that whole circle of rap first it's like when she first sees the inclination of weight they have rhythm and stuff because mm-hmm. they go and they're all doing that freestyle uh, circle uh, yeah yeah uh, what is what's Whoopi's rap when she comes up? I got the flow. You all gotta go. So go get your back so we can go. Ho ho. Oh oh. Ow ow. Now. <laughs> and she's wearing those Whoopi sunglasses, the classic Whoopi circle sunglasses. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and she looks at them like, yeah, right. That's right, motherfuckers. Um, and then what song they make them? They're like working on a song, or she's trying to make them not even sing it. But then that girl's like, can we make it more interesting? Yeah, so, because this is before, well, before that happens, um, like I said, everyone is kind of more opening their eyes to this. And she's like, if you don't want to be here, you don't have to be here. Because Lauren Hill's like, fuck this. Her name is Rita. And uh, I want to note that when they're doing roll call in the beginning, and she's like, oh, I guess you're Rita. I'm going to call you Rita Diva with a tood. And uh, she has so much fucking attitude throughout this entire movie. Lauren Hill is perfect with a given teenage fucking attitude. Which I did not expect. Before we started this movie, I thought it was going to be, she's going to be the sweet, innocent girl who just wants to like sing and just... yeah. But no, and then but no, she's, she's the, the one who with the biggest fucking attitude. Oh yeah, and she's the one who stands up and she's like, "We don't, we don't have to take this. We can go." And yeah, Whoopi's like, "There's the door if you want to." Mm-hmm. But all everyone else is just like, "I can't fail this class. Like, I can't do this." Yeah, like, they start to get up with her, and then they're like, "Wait a minute!" And they start realizing their parents are gonna fucking kick their ass if they don't pass this class. Yeah, and they're just like, oh, "We gotta all stay." And and she, uh, Whoopi gets a little shitty to Lauren. She's like, it's a little lonely out there on that ledge alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, whoa. Yeah. So Lauren walks out of the class. She's gone. And then almost comes back. She almost comes back, but then she's like, no. She kicks the door a little bit. I don't want to be a sucker. <laughs> so she, uh, she leaves, and then we start finding out that there are people willing to, I guess, play along. Because Lauren is definitely, Rita Diva with a tood is not interested in playing the game. No, not at this point so at all. So she says when the classes comes back, she has it written on the board, if you want to be somebody, if you want to go somewhere, you better wake up and pay attention. And then, yeah, as you had said, the girl was like, well, what if we, uh, I, can't, I wish I could remember how she said it. I like how every time we speak for these kids, we come up with the most gangsta. Because they most of them sound ghetto. Because this girl, Frank K. She's this girl is white, but she's like, I wish I could. I mean, she just she talks super ghetto. What we do this? Like, like, do you mind if I whatever? And then she starts actually singing it, and then another girl comes in, and they start harmonizing. And it sounds good. uh, Yeah. And then music, people start, someone starts beatboxing, and then other people are like into it, and she's just like, oh, this is fantastic. So then. She makes people well, and I might. I'm not sure if I'm jumping ahead with this because I know that she does go to the office and she asks for money for like 
music books. Yeah, and- this is after that because she's like, she says, uh, I'm going to turn you into a choir. And then that's when Whoopi decides the way to get to these kids is we're going to make them a group mm-hmm. to sing. And then, yeah, she goes to the office. What's that guy's name? The The head of the school, not Mr. Crispy. It's Father Marshall. Father, Father Marshall, who's only, <laughs> when Was they had that meeting earlier, he's like, Here's my Father Maurice, I'm sorry. Father Maurice. That sounds way more like a father. Uh, He says, I want to give you my ideas on education. And you think it's going to be some long explanation of like, I believe reaching kids into this and doing this. And it's his only views on education. He's just discipline. Mm -hmm. So you can already tell he's like, supposed to be a hard ass kind of? like, Or just gave up. And it's just like, look, the only thing we're doing here is Giving him a grade to pass him and get him the con- fuck out of here. Trying to control yeah, yeah. the madness while it's in our hands. Which he would have grown up in a time where you got the shit beat out of you. Like, mm-hmm. He grew up in nuns smacking you with fucking ruler time. And so did Whoopi, I'm sure, when she went to that school as well. My dad did. Yeah. Yeah, we need to break it back, right? My dad went to school when he was really young in Oldenburg. And he was chased and... Hit with rulers by nuns. The paddle? Did he ever get he, the paddle? Oh yeah, because he was he was a wild little boy, and the nuns would not put up with it. And he got he got his ass beat a lot by <laughs> nuns. Um, so crazy that's a time in our history where other adults you're not even allowed to beat your kid as the parent now. Mm-hmm. So there was a time where other adults were allowed to hit you as well, and then they would come home and be like. Father, blah, 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 hit me. They're like, well, what were you doing? <laughs> and they call up Father Maurice and go, hey, Father Maurice, thanks for smacking my kid in the face. <laughs> <laughs> that makes <laughs> Yeah, Father Maurice, thanks for smacking my kid in the face. I bet I like he did that. do that when he was younger. Probably. That's how you had to lay the law down. Because they try to make him out to be like soft people, but if you're not following the Lord, I think he was ready to fucking pop you one. Yeah. So she decides, she's like, I'm going to turn you guys into a choir. And she wants to show them what she's done in the past. So she takes them to, I don't know where she takes them, because I thought that the nuns were on site, but I guess not. Oh, because no, no, they, they went to a nursing home. They go to an home. old folks' home. That's right, because they're yeah. performing for the old folks and for the kids. Who would love this? Who yes. would love to watch nuns do some uh, hip music? Some hip music. So... <clears throat> So she puts on this performance for the kids that the kids, you know, don't fully appreciate, which is insane. Yeah, because it was awesome. Five. Plus, we love this song. Five, six, seven, eight. So they perform Ball of Confusion. So on this part, not just the main core of the nuns, do you recognize the other nuns? Yeah. Okay. They're from the first one. That's crazy that they went and got the same ones. It was only like two years between the first and the second, I think. So, yeah. This would be fucking awesome to see. What a singer rapper lady. She's got some soul there. She's the standout in the first movie. And the kids are like, this is. This is whack. Yeah. We hear the word whack a lot in this movie. Oh, yeah. Especially if there was a nun who sang like that. It'd be crazy. I, I think it'd be cool to see anybody sing this song. And then I think it'd be, it'd make it even cooler to go, and they were nuns. And I'd be like, wow, those nuns know what the fuck is up. 
Mechanina Jimmy. Her voice is so ridiculous. She puts it on for the character. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this movie is not religious at all. They just take pop music and put, like, Jesus stuff in it. We need some Kathy to Jimmy again. I didn't. The vibrato is so insane. Oy vey. I never noticed that in the two times we watched this before, they show that lady playing the piano, and she's just going like, one, two, three, four. But if you listen to the piano, it's like... <laughs> so she's obviously not playing. I'm not at all surprised that she's not actually playing. Um, <coughs> so they, they're just like, oh, you know, that's okay for what it was, but... what she uh, say? It's not all that. Isn't that what she says? Yeah, it, I mean, it's good, but it's not all that. <laughs> So, uh, but it was. It was fucking awesome. It, I mean, yeah. If I was like, here are a bunch of old ladies doing Ball of Confusion by The Temptations, not only singing, but also dancing, I would have been like, that's amazing. Uh huh. And the people in the nursing home appreciated it. You yeah. could see them dancing and clapping oh, they, their hands in the background. They loved it. I just um, thought of this. Shouldn't they put the nursing home people in the front row because they have the worst vision out of everyone? Instead, they put all the kids with fine, healthy vision in the front. It's true. <laughs> but they wanted the kids to appreciate it more. And they didn't. And they they didn't, but they still gave her a chance. And because she wasn't going to get any funding from anyone with the school, um, she had to kind of take things into her own hands. And she did get in trouble because when they got back, she was told, like, no. You can't take people on field trips without permission slips, baby. And really, just no field trips. Like It sounded like they were just like, I don't want to deal with anything. Like Uh We're not investing anything into these kids, into this school. Yeah. We're not going to do it. Because like you said, when when she wants to buy music books and music instruments and stuff, and he says, we don't have the money, and then she's like, well, you get paid, Mr. Crispy, and points at the dude who's getting paid, and Mm -hmm. a ball comes through the fucking window, and they can't even afford to buy a soccer ball. And then he says that joke. He's like, teach him to play soccer. Yeah, and he goes, well, we don't have the balls. <laughs> we don't have the balls for that. Yeah, that's what that was in the uh, trailer that you spoke <laughs> over. <laughs> Doesn't have balls. Oh, that was the joke I <laughs> stepped on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what I well, wanted. There you go, folks. <laughs> yep, that's, that's what I wanted people to hear earlier, but <laughs> it was that part. Exactly. Um, so she believes in the kids. She knows that they have uh, talent. Um and she, I'm not sure, I don't remember why she is going to Father Mar- Maurice's office, but there is a meeting with the Archdiocese. She's just walking by and just hears a meeting going on, and I think natural... She just snoops. In natural fashion, she just wants to know what's going on. So she overhears that they do have, they are in charge of all of these schools, but they just don't see anything changing with this one, and it was like... It was. I mean, it was a short amount of time. It was the end of end of this semester. We're closing the school. Yeah, it's it's worth more as a parking lot, is what Mister Crispy says. Which is insane because if you remember that office, the the beautiful fucking like furniture and oh, shit yeah. that they had in there, oh, the, yeah, the got... chairs and the desk itself was like this beautiful uh, like immaculate oak wood or oh, whatever. It was gorgeous. They had, like a fireplace in there that has like things chiseled into the wood. The whole place was just beautiful, yeah. and they're like, we don't have the money for anything. <laughs> We're gonna close you. And Whoopi over here is this, so she starts telling her nun friends, and I mean, eventually, and the fathers too, at the and same the time. fathers, yeah. So I mean, but eventually, like all of the staff knows 
And they're the, not supposed to. And know. they're not supposed to. It's just because Whoopi overheard it. And she's like... More like Snoopy. <laughs> so she wants... <laughs> and she knows that this is happening, but she still wants to help these kids because they the nuns are talking about it. And all that they would do would just be busing these kids to other districts. Yeah, because that's when they do... That's when I hear the thing that's like, this is the only school that's left in the district. Yeah, and they're going to have so, to be bussed elsewhere. So, the, I mean, there's a chance these kids would be split up as well based on oh. where they live. Oh, yeah. So, it's just... It, it's to the point where I need to really invest in these kids. These kids are fucking talented. We're going to go out with a bang is kind of Whoopi's idea. with, Which is true. I mean, you might as well. I agree. Instead of just being fucking like somber and depressed yeah. for the whole time, let's just do the best that we can and see what we can it's get done. Gonna, it's either going to still get taken down mm-hmm. or you're going to get the school back. And so she moves forward. She finds, and I'm not sure where it is. It's definitely on the property still. But she finds this room. Is the original music class? Is that that's what it was? Okay, because that's why that piano's just yeah, in that's there, right. Like, and, and without it has, a leg, <laughs> and it has great acoustics. So she shows it to the kids, and it. I mean, they end up cleaning it up, so it's some a place that they can actually hang mm-hmm. out in. And they but got that the, piano that somehow is still in tune, even I though it's like understand. broken in half. Yeah, it's on the ground. <laughs> but there is a student who can play piano, so he gives some notes. Oh yeah, and then she <laughs> makes people go around and start. Um, just showing what they're made of. And they do Mary Had a Little Lamb. And they sing Mary Had a Little Lamb. So we get some two guys who are rappers, and they do it together. Mary Had a Little Lamb. Nope. Sorry. <laughs> Yo, Mary Had a Little Lamb. His fleece is white as snow. As snow? <laughs> snow? Tech man say, say, daddy me snow, we stab someone down the lane? That was rough. <laughs> Say so that I can't do it anymore. How Take the fuck is it? Me snow, me stab someone down the lane. A licky boom, boom boom down. So, snow. <laughs> we are introduced more to the styles of different students, and one of the students that I did not mention before, but she has been on another podcast that we discussed. Um, I'm pretty sure that we're just going to turn this into the Alana Ubach uh, <laughs> podcast. Next, we're probably going to do Beekman's World. <gasps> that's her? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Alana Ubach is also one of the kids. She's been in so many different things. She was in Freeway. Uh, she was the one who went fucking crazy on the old lady guard. She was the super cholo. Super, yeah. 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 And and she was like, yeah. Yeah. And she still kind of got that in this movie, but in Freeway, she was... I think that's just a, pa- a part of her. Yeah, she general. looks like she's actually... I think she has some Latina yeah. in her. But in that Freeway, she had like... The dark lipstick and like a little mold drawn on there. Oh yeah, full cholo in that one. I mean, dressed to the nines in in early nineties. Yeah, like. And I remember saying during that one, it looks like they took a white girl and just made her that way. And then in this movie, I actually saw the Latino in her. It's like they whited her more in this one than when she was choloed out. Like it it looked fake in Freeway, Mm -hmm. and this one it's like, oh, she's Latino. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) she's Latina. Latina, is that an uh, We've talked about that before. Yes. <laughs> an A is feminine, an O is masculine. Latino is a man, Latina is a lady. Hey, Latino! So that's the difference between Chico and Chica. Ah, I didn't know that either. Different things like that. So if it was Amigo, a woman, it would, have been, it would have been Chica and the man? Ugh, God. <laughs> sickening so anyway we get to alana ubach and she starts singing the love boat theme because she's like i don't know very how to little lamb 
So which, by the way, you just insane. fucking heard it. Everyone, all, and all anyone ever did was just Mary had a little lamb. Yeah. So she just could have emulated that. But Absolutely. And, and so it was like, the love boat. <laughs> yeah, it was just so like jazzy and just a different style. Do you, do you know the Gilligan's Island theme? That's my favorite. One of my favorites. <laughs> Um, God, that nun is the best. <laughs> I, I want to talk about the piano playing long haired guy. Okay. When we watched it the first time, I said, Whoa, there's just some random long haired ponytail guy that stood up. And you go, Oh, he's very important. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out it's because he's the piano kid, which I want to know if he actually plays the piano. Yeah, I'm not sure. It kind of looked like he did. Sometimes when people are fake playing instruments, you can really tell because they're just like stiff and mm-hmm. not doing anything. Later at the end when they're doing their whole thing and he's playing the piano, yeah, he's like grooving with it and he's kind of singing it too. And it just looks like he can actually play. And we, uh, so while this is going on, we have different times where you see like Lauren Hill kind of look in the window and she sees what's happening. And you can tell that she wants to be there. Uh, but she had made this commitment. She stood up to her. She said, I'm out. Um, then called her friends out, too. Remember, she's like, Psh, guess that's what, guess y'all aren't real friends or something like that. Yeah, it's because they need to get an F in a class just because she <laughs> yeah, <laughs> says yeah. so. And um, by the way, she's so scared of her mom and her grades anyway. Mm-hmm. You'd think that would just be enough to be like, no, I got to stay in this class to pass or else my mom is going to be fucking pissed because I got an F. Yeah. So um, she's with her friend, and you, we overhear them singing. And this other lady, um, her name is Tanya Blount. She actually did have a little bit of a career, but not. I don't think she was very popular. But she put some albums out, and this is her singing. And the red-haired nun is like coming up on them and overhearing this, and didn't know that this is what they were capable of. Okay, so this is when Lauren's playing the piano. Yes. She is amazing. She's very talented. But her hairstyle is horrific in this movie. So yeah, she has really shiny hair and she has these really long sideburns that I don't understand. It's the the longest thing on her head are the sideburns on her cheeks. Um, So they talk about like what's going on and the, the main thing is that her mom... Lauren Hill's we mom. find out that Lauren Hill's mom uh, just doesn't believe that her daughter should have any affiliation with music at all. And is that because they lay a little... They say something about your daddy died trying to make it. Yeah, so she's already gone through somebody trying to make it in music, and then he died and somehow failing. from it? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened, but her dad's not in the picture, and that's why. So she just has this like pull, um, and then she also just feels like she's got to be tough. Um, and I want to play, uh, cause at the end, I, I want to say that there are a few musical parts in this that I have never not listened to or watched even both times with you or didn't choke me up hmm. and every single time it does. And then let's do the song I was doing, but this time let's do it together. Okay. So I don't even have to say it. Come on. She convinces Lauren <laughs> to sing with her and my God, <laughs> you take the top. And I'll take the bottom. That's how pornos start. <laughs> just try it. But it's amazing to me. I'm just throwing that out there because I get choked up. This is this. Michelle's feel moment. Because I'm happy. 
love her voice so much. And I sing because I'm free. Listen to the vibrato. His eye is on the when I was a kid, I would have done anything to sound like that. <laughs> I used to always, because this was a big movie for me when I was younger, and I always wanted to sing. And so this this is why this movie means so goddamn much to me, because for me, this movie, it's not about, it's not even about Whoopi. It's about these kids who are super talented and have to, like, prove themselves and be better and work harder in life. So, like, this movie always really meant something to me a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Whoopi is just, like, the facilitator mm-hmm. of the kid's story. It's yeah. not even about her at all. I didn't even think about that until you just said it. Yeah, so for me, it was just all about the vocals and pulling Lauren out and being stronger and fighting against her mother who her mother thought that she knew the best for her and I don't know there's just so many different angles that like just really stuck with me and when we finally get to hear Lauren Hill sing it fuck it chokes me up every fucking time <laughs> it didn't this time this might be the very first time but I would watch these videos before and after I told you that we would be watching this yeah and just every fucking time just getting choked up you know what Lauren does that uh, I think you do enjoy and I don't enjoy? The runs? Yes. It's run thing. I don't don't like it. I never have. I don't think I ever will. That makes sense. But I'm sorry that you feel I, that way. I, I don't know if it's because, <clears throat> and I don't actually think this is true, but my first inclination when people do that is that, oh, you can't actually hold the note, so you have to go other places but I know she can fucking hold the note. I know she's mm-hmm. not lazy singer, but for some reason my first, and I got to like push that out of my head because I know it's not true. But my first uh, reaction is always, you couldn't hold the note. When also, uh, it's also like I can hit all of these other notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's, you could look at it either way. Uh-huh, yeah. That's the way it actually is. Mm-hmm. And it's probably more interesting that way, but I don't know. It's just something that irks me and always, always has. Ever since Christina Aguilera came out. (laughs) So at the very end of that, we hear a little bit of a creak. And that's because the sister who has been listening, um, she just keeps walking closer to them for some reason instead of just stopping. Um, So she she makes a creak in the floor. They stop. They look at her. And she's just like, please keep singing. It was the the most innocent part of the whole movie is when she just looks. She's like, please don't stop. (laughs) And it was just like. Wow, this is very heartfelt. Like, <laughs> yeah, and I think she actually didn't want like if she was in the room. I really felt that that was a real moment. Like, please don't stop. Like, <laughs> I forgot about these cameras and everything. Please just keep singing. Yeah, it was because they both sounded great together. Yeah, in that room as well. Like, it yeah. was it was just a moment. And then so she overhears and she's just like, you know, you really should be in this choir. And she's just Lauren Hill comes back with her fucking attitude. Oh, yeah. Rita Diva with a tood. Yeah. And uh, so she decides she's going to go to Whoopi and just be like, she is just amazing. Like, you have to talk to her. Uh-huh. And uh, long it's story. It's your new project is her. Well, and long story short, it doesn't really take a lot to, <laughs> no. to get her back. <laughs> Because um, she showed up at her house. Was that what No, it was? that's later. First, she comes outside and she gives her that book. Okay, that's and right. And she's like, if you're this a singer, if all you can... Then uh, she tells that story about the writer that you don't have to get my approval that you're a writer. If you wake up every day and all you can think about is writing, then you're a writer. So therefore, 
when you wake up and all day all you can think of is singing, then you're a singer. No, she's like, then you're a singer, girl. <laughs> is actually what she says. And I know what they're saying because like all most of the time, the first thing I think about is like, I got to get something done like music wise. I got to write a song. I got to do this. I got to. It's so fucking true. I felt like that part did speak to you when I actually sat and watched it with you in a way that I it didn't click with me yeah. every other time I've heard it. Like, I mean, I get it. I understand yeah. what she's saying. But sitting next to you and actually knowing someone who has such drive yeah. that just like, I feel like this is just a part of me. This is in my blood. This is in mm-hmm. every bit of me. Like, I wake up and I just, I need to create. I need to get yeah. this stuff out. That did hit me. And It, so it did. You, yeah. When Whoopi said that, I was like... God damn it, I am a musician. Fuck. <laughs> so, I mean... <laughs> it's true. It that I, That's why this movie, to me, it just hits so many strong points, uh, personally, just being someone who loves music and stuff. Um, so, but yeah, long story short, she does get uh, Lauren back in the class. I think that we're going to take a little bit of a break We here. definitely should. And um, we're going to start getting more Lauren Hill. We're going to get some more singing. We're going to get into the actual singing bulk of it. The work. The hard work. Yeah. And for that, I'm I'm fucking looking forward to it. So we're going to take And we'll be back to talk more about Sister Act 2. Back in the heaven. Back in the heroin heaven. This microphone right here? Okay. This episode of the Couple of Critters Podcast is brought to you by... Hello, radio listeners. My name is Sherry Rocket Launch, and I decided to buy some ad time on Couple of Critics Podcast to promote my dear sweet son, Cherry Rocket Launch. My perfect peach of a boy, Cherry, is my pride and joy. And I tell you, if I had a mountain to yell atop, you bet I would be screaming until my vocal cords burst through my neck and rolled down into the rocky abyss. So long as the world knows that I love my moonshine shooting star of a sun, Jerry Rocket Launch. Here, look at this beautiful painting by seven-year-old, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, keeper of my heart, little Jerry. Look at, even from such a young and tender age, my baby boy and number one fugitive fetus, Jerry has been able to capture the senses of everyone around him. I tell you, if I could have just kept my every moment with you is perfect, my precious baby Jerry rocket launch inside of my belly forever. Oh, you know he would still be in there today. Ooh, my ad time is running short, so... Check out my best friend and best creation, my sweet son, Cherry Rocket Launch. You can find him, well, at his house. Sometimes, sometimes he won't answer his phone. I don't know where I am. So, still, still this microphone? Still this one? Okay. Uh, presenting to you.
Your next appointment is here. Thank you. Send him in. Oh, hi, Mr. Pinhead. Sit down. Call me Herschel. Oh, sorry. I'll call you Herschel. I can't stand it when people just call me Pinhead. I'm sorry. They think I'm still a hell priest. I'm really sorry. I want to be called Herschel from here on out. Okay. Do you hear me? I I hear you very much. I'm very sorry. I didn't mean to offend you. Good. Now that we understand each other, I think it's fucking Mm -hmm. bullshit that I've been sent to you. Well, I mean, a lot of people that you've employed complain that you have quite an anger problem, Mr. Pinhead. I'm sorry. Herschel. Herschel. Yes. It's just that when I look through all these files, I mean, you've done some pretty mean stuff to your employees. Would you like to go over some of these things? Oh, it's fucking bullshit, all of it. They're all a bunch of pussies. Herschel, just you saying that tells me that you do have an anger problem. Oh, come on now. So when I shove a hook up everyone's ass every once in a while, you've got to get people moving. Mr. Pinhead, I mean Herschel, sorry again. Mm. You can't make people work faster with pain. It doesn't work. Pain? How dare you use that word? Why, it's a... You know nothing of pain. I mean, I do, I Pain has a face. Allow me to show it to you. What does that even mean? It usually looks like a vagoda. What? Yes, a vagoda's pain face Hmm. is what all pain looks like from the beginning of time. Herschel, Herschel, I don't understand what you're trying to say. We're here to talk about you, not a vagoda. If you aren't willing to talk about a vagoda at length... I'm afraid we have nothing to talk about. Hmm, Mr. Pinhead, I... Herschel, I'm sorry. If we don't talk about what you've done at work, then I'm afraid I cannot sign this evaluation sheet. Therefore, these people are liable to sue you. Do you want that to happen? No, I don't want that to happen, but even if it does, Uh, I'm a fucking lawyer. I can win. Mr. Pinhead, Herschel, I'm sorry again. Please, let's just go over some of these instances, and we'll see if we can get through this... And I'll sign the sheet. Is that okay? Okay, if you'll sign the sheet, bring it on. Let's see what these fucking pricks have to say about me. Oh, my. Okay, let's see here. Instance one. It says that an employee, which I cannot name... No, come on. ...said that they did not file one file correctly after seven years of working for you. And as a punishment, you solidified water into ice in midair... And shoved it through her face. And now she is dead. Listen, listen. I already know this is Cheryl because she's the only one I've done this to. And she deserved it. She didn't put the file in the correct place. It's Uh. so goddamn easy. Herschel, it was seven years. One mistake. You can't do that even if there was a thousand mistakes. But it was one. She didn't deserve it. I demand perfection. And besides, I brought her back from the dead to the world of the living, didn't I? I mean, I guess you did. But she was mangled and tangled. Oh, come on. I've been walking around with pins in my fucking head for years and I haven't complained. Okay, let's go on to instance two. Okay. It says here that a man dropped off a package from the UPS, Mm -hmm. and instead of signing for it, you sent a flying chain through his neck, which then decapitated him. All right, let me explain this one. This one was an accident. I forget sometimes that my hand brings forth chains from the walls, Uh and I was pointing next door to the offices that he was supposed to be delivering the package to. And so by then, he already had a chain through his neck, so what was I to do? Let him suffer. I decapitated the man out of mercy. Mr. Pinhead. Herschel, Herschel. I'm sorry. 
We can't kill people. You should have sent him to the hospital after that. Why can't I kill people? Explain this to me. It's because it's the law. Bullshit. We follow human laws. I am no human, therefore I am not bound by your human laws. Herschel, you practice law. You mm. are bound by the laws. Well... For the first time, you've made a good point on that Thank one. You. Let's move on to example number three. Honestly, I don't think we do need to move on to number three. It's obvious good. to me that you have an anger problem. What? We need to get you in some anger management classes. Oh. We do oh, offer those here. I see. This is a scam for you to get more money no. out of me, isn't it? No, it's not a scam. Yes, I just want to help you, Mr. Pinner. Herschel. Herschel, for the last time. Calm down. I'm tired of it. This is it. I'm sorry, Dermot. Chains from the wall. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> I always forget that background music comes along with the chains. Hmm. Oh, this is messy. Well, I'd better make my leave. All right, let's get down to business, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to go somewhere and you want to be somebody, you better wake up and pay attention, honey, because the real world is out there. And they don't care how hip you think you are honey. or who you kick it with. It don't matter. If you don't have an education, you don't have anything. And that's the truth, honey. If you want to be somebody, if you want to go somewhere, you better wake up and pay attention. All right, welcome back to the Couple of Critics we podcast, back. and we are uh, we're talking about Sister Act two, and there's a story that I have about that actually. Um, since I like to talk about racism and racist stuff, and just race on the podcast, apparently, <laughs> since you are the most racist member of the podcast That's crew, definitely true. Um, <laughs> not actually, but I talk That's just about the running joke. I just talk about race the most. Um, because I like to say I'm inclusive, that's why. Because I talk about everybody. We all deserve to be here. And I like a lot of black stuff, so... Except for Asians. I just, don't want anything to do with them. Oh my god. So it just sounds <laughs> my weird. My turn now. It sounds weird coming out of a super white person always trying to find the right words to say. When it's always... It's always like... In... Uh, like appreciation of the art. But it just sometimes comes out like a white girl so anyway <laughs> if you want to be somebody if you want to go somewhere you better wake up and pay attention is a going ongoing theme throughout this and we've talked about it earlier this was huge for my sister and i when we were younger and i remember going to king's island because my dad's company picnic was there a few years which was amazing for me that was my introduction to going to king's island because again being a poor girl i couldn't afford uh, not me my parents couldn't afford yeah. taking us to any place like that. You weren't going unless a company was paying for it, basically. Correct. Correct. Um, so it was the time of my fucking life as a child. So my sister and I, and it still exists, which is interesting to me, there is this pirate ship that just mm -hmm. rocks back and forth. The Viking ship. Yes. And we were sitting on it, and we were on one end, because you, it's half and half on each side, so you're kind of like, you're looking at the people in front of you yeah, as you yeah. sway back and forth. And there were these black girls, and they were 
like, uh, you know, clapping and just singing and having a great time. And I was just like, oh, that's so awesome. I was like, Beth, we should start being like, if you want to be somebody. (laughs) (laughs) Did you? And she was like, no. (laughs) Because she's older and had more social awareness than I did. So I was, yeah, I was just like, I thought it was so cool. I was like, these people are in public singing and like. Like let's sing too. Like we love to sing. For me, it was just so just innocent. A celebration of music. And it was yeah. It was just so. I was in like fourth grade. Yeah. Maybe. So I was just like, yeah, let's just do it. Like this is awesome. Like they like to sing. We like to sing. Let's uh-huh. do this. Yeah. And she was just like, no, <laughs> don't you do that. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, the Viking shit. It was like, but she didn't even have to say it for me to understand. Like as soon as she said it, it made me just like step outside of myself yeah. and just kind of look at it from a different perspective. And I understood like, oh, I guess that would be weird, but it still sucks because I'd still like to just be celebratory yeah. right now. But I, I think I understand what she's talking about. Yeah, so. And they could have, and not even in a raceway, they could have just seen it as you were making fun of them for just seeing in general. It could have been any color and they, they could have just been like that bitch is making fun of me yeah but i was a kid and i was yeah. like 10 11, oh, i just want to sing with you and i yeah <laughs> for me it was just like fuck yeah man <laughs> oh, the old viking ship that ride was cool because it could be real mellow mm-hmm. if you sit in the center you barely go anywhere mm-hmm. but if you sit on the top like the back the ends of the ship mm-hmm. you're like vertical at points and it's scary i remember going with my mom and she couldn't handle being in the very ends of either side of the ship because that's the highest point when it goes up. I loved it. So you're like, but I haven't done it as an adult. I bet because I don't like things that spin as much. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I, because I used to love things that you could be in that also like you could spin yourself. Oh yeah, you get it going as fast as possible. And now I don't like spinny stuff. Fuck no. I still like roller coasters and things. Yeah. Uh, my life flashes before my eyes every single time <laughs> before it starts. Um, just kind of like me accepting that if this is the way I go down. I do it every fucking time. Yeah, at least uh, you had a fun time until you died. I feel that way too, but it, I feel like it, it, tr- it starts to take away from the fun and I have to pull myself out of it specifically huh. and be like, no, Michelle, like you're fine. And if you die, you're having fun. Like, fuck it. Yeah. And you're going to be in the news. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't know. So it doesn't matter. If we went to Kings Island now, I'd have to take like a motion sickness pill. I think so. Before we went on things. I was looking at Dramamine and stuff like that recently. Yeah. Just shocked that i hadn't known about it sooner yeah we'd ha- i'd have to mm-hmm. like, imagine going on like the what was it called the can't remember but it's that one that just goes in a circle the scrambler oh yeah fuck yeah that. i loved that ride as a kid yeah but, but i think it'd make me sick now <laughs> i wouldn't be into it as an adult yeah i remember bob would get in there with me and he'd be like you get on the end and that was his way of i'm gonna crush you this whole fucking time because he would just let all of his weight just go, just ram into me. I was always, because I was always bigger with the person who I, than I was with, like, I always had to be the person who got slammed into because if I was slamming into them, it would be worse for them. Well, aren't you nice? Because Bob did the exact opposite. His goal was to crush me. It's because you're brothers. That's the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right, so... Getting back into Sister Act 2. We are in, back into Sister Act 2. This is Act 2 of the Sister Act 2 I, podcast. That's definitely true. <laughs> and where we last left off was the... I never remembered her name, but Sister with the Red Hair. Red Hair Sister. Uh, here's Lauren Hill, Rita Diva with a Tude, singing and is just mesmerized. And tells, convinces Sister Mary Clarence to get her back. Whoopee! And she sure does. 
And uh, they have been practicing for a while. Uh, you see them getting ready. And, uh, and they're just, they're, there's no goal yet here. It's just to sing just and to be sing inclusive. And, have, mm-hmm, and just have a good time and enjoy our time because they know already that the school is closing. The kids don't yet. No. But Whoopi just wants to make this, to bring as much out of these kids as she can. Uh-huh. Which, so that the archdiocese can be like, oh, wait. This yep. is actually something good. I don't think, but there's not a goal at this no, point, like no you said. So it's not even that. So it's just literally like, let's just do what we can while we have the time. Yeah, but I still think she wants the archdiocese because, like, in their minds, they're not even reaching the kids. So the archdiocese is just like, and they have just, to reach these kids. It's not. It's not even working. It's not doing its job. Mm-hmm. So her, her hopes at this point is still. Hopefully, we'll see that we are reaching these kids and that they're not just total pieces of shit and that they can be turned around so to speak because they're not actually like horrible kids it never shows them like stealing anything or no they're just disrespectful kids yeah yeah yeah. it happens and they they just needed to be set straight and they're the that's the thing they were the musical kids so they're the kids who may be naturally a little more rebellious yeah it's true people who think a little more outside of the box yep so they think that they don't want to be told what to do as much or fit into a specific box because when they're told that they're going to be turned into a choir they're just like fuck that yeah they're not interested in the idea of that but uh it works and we are going to listen to the first performance because she gets everyone together and they perform for the rest of the school uh, yeah, and like everyone's there yeah, so this is uh, Crispy's there. <laughs> As I was say, including Creepy Hands Crispy. Creepy Hands, his name is Mr. Crisp, but... C-H-K. <laughs> All right, so here is them performing Oh Happy Day. Okay, you guys, relax. Okay? Take a deep breath. This was the first Whoopi movie I've really seen, by the way. Yeah, that's insane to me. But I haven't seen many more other than Sister Act movies, so what can I say? I'm showing it to you like you've never seen it. And what's that kid's name? I don't remember. His real name. Yeah, I don't remember. Uh, it's like Toby something. Yeah. He's got wuss voice going on right now. Like he's holding himself back. Yeah, because he's nervous as well and he doesn't believe in himself. No, not yet. Y'all gonna have to do better than this. <laughs> Whoopi giving him shit in the middle of a performance. I love Whoopi in this. She's great. It makes sense why Whoopi has a career and people love her. And I didn't know she could actually sing until this. Just a little warm up turns into. Yeah, suddenly. Suddenly sings like a fucking beast. Suddenly understands vocal performance more than anyone. Voice control. Yeah. And he like starts walking around, like, performing almost. That's all it took for that little bit of confidence. I'm sorry, that lot bit of confidence. I'm a sucker for choirs. They sound good. I was a choir kid. I love it. And I love just making I love a soulful choir. It's I love it. 
It's just a solid full room sound. Yeah. The most religious thing about this music are the songs themselves. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And the clothes. Because even, like, the fathers swear throughout the movie. Oh, yeah. The archdiocese swears. And all the nuns are liars. For sure. <laughs> the story is that Whoopi had not heard this final performance recording yet so when he hit that note she did not know it was coming so supposedly the reaction on film where she turns around is like what is a legitimate reaction it's supposed to be a yeah a real life real time it's a crazy note to hit i couldn't no it's it's fucking (laughs) insane i'm i'm a woman and i that's not in my register that's like the whistle whistle tone for a dude right like whistle tone for that's a, a whistle tone in general period yeah well i mean but a whistle tone for a woman is probably still a little higher than a man's whistle tone i mean yeah but that's why i'm saying i can't i don't know oh, that i could hit no. that and as Here solid as he did that, what, what the fuck was that it was like a scream <laughs> that's the only way i can get high notes <laughs> that sounds familiar that sounds like that sounds like my son, Sherry Rocket Lounge. I don't know what you're talking about. My name is Sherry Rocket Lounge. I don't Sherry know what you're... Sherry Rocket Are you making Lunch up some voice? I don't know any of those people. That's what you're talking about at all. Okay, so... <laughs> now things are getting serious. Everyone loves... Everyone thinks that they're great. The nuns absolutely love them. They are going through just cleaning out old boxes, going through all of these things in the old music area. And they start finding all of these ribbons and trophies. And apparently this school would win these singing competitions every year. And they never explained why that changed and why that stopped. Because it seems like they really highly valued music. It's probably like everything else, though. Start cutting funds and music programs and stuff like that get cut first. Yeah, but I also want to know why would they take the trophies down and put them in a box and hide them? Like most schools, no matter what they won and how long ago it was, they still have a display case. I wonder if they probably did have them displayed in the music area, but because they weren't using it anymore, they just like put them away. And that's weird. I wonder if just the interest dwindled over time of actually having a choir which is why it was just a music class that turned into a choir Uh uh-huh well the father what's his name father minestrone what was it called maurice father maurice he says he's been there for a long time Mm -hmm. so i want to know was it him who originally that crushed all these music dreams and was like just gradually was like, ah, we got to get rid of this music stuff. Take those trophies down. Get well, that out of here. We, Stop using that room. Let the piano fall on the ground. We do learn later how it takes absolutely nothing for him to change his mind. Uh-huh. So I wonder if he was just a pushover that any time someone was like, because it was the same when they told him that they were going to close the school. He was just like, well, I okay. guess that's, that's what you got to do. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't feel like there was much pushback from him on anything. Right. So if he they were so ready to just flip over because that's his home. It's his job. It's everything for him. And he's just like, whatever you want. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, whatever. So I got to upend my whole life as an old man. All right. As long as I get to keep my job until whatever, because he might just be placed somewhere else. 
It's just like because they said that with the, the nuns that they would just be reassigned yeah. elsewhere. It's just like when the Catholic Church covers up molestation. We're just going to put them somewhere else. It's exactly the same. <laughs> it's the exact same situation. By the way, I want to know which father in that place was molesting which child because it fucking happened for sure. So one thing also that we. I, it was a note that I wrote down. I haven't been paying too much attention to my notes, which is why I'm having to backtrack a little bit here and there. But when Whoopi was trying to make herself seem more legitimate to these kids, to legitimize herself, to give herself some, some street cred, uh, they were like, yeah, I bet you don't even know like anything about hip hop. And she was like... Uh, I happen to love Run DNA. And it was a joke, and the, and the whole class is like, oh my God, it's Run DMC, my sister, Run DMC. And uh, she's like, oh, I'm just kidding. This guy got it and points to that long haired dude. He's <laughs> playing piano. And she said that her favorite is Big Daddy Kane. Which is crazy. Which, by the way, <laughs> Big Daddy Kane for being a nun's favorite is is a stretch. I mean, she's not a nun. Yeah, Actually, she's not that's really what I'm a saying. nun. So. She's not a nun. But the fact that she's willing to say that, I feel like she was dropping bombs constantly that anyone could have figured out that she wasn't uh, nunly? An actual <laughs> nun. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, because Big Daddy Kane, I mean, he's a fucking straight up so his, fucking real rapper. And I can't, I don't know any specific songs. I'm going to go ahead and say that. But Ain't No Half Steppin' is his highest rated song here. So the nun was listening to this. I like Big Daddy Kane. Am I going to find out that I'm going to enjoy Big Daddy Kane? I don't know. This is something that you and Sister Mary Clarence, or I'm sorry, Dolores Van Cartier have in common. This is the so kind of rap that I fucking this. like. Yeah, yeah so yeah. far I'm down. I just thumbs this up. I think so. we're going to have to take a little dive into Big Daddy Kane. So way to go. Kind of reminds me of uh, Tribe. I kind of got that feeling too. Like it might be a little more uh, thinky yeah. than streety. Yeah, yeah. Which we both enjoy a little bit more, I think. Yeah, I think so. Um... So at this point, all of the sisters are won over. Um, crispy is still crispy as fuck. He's yeah, still got, he's crispy till the fucking end. He's yeah, his edges are solid, hard. There's nothing about this man inside or out that is soft, and I mean his hands as well. He's, his hands are hard as fuck. He's burnt cheese. You know the ends of cheese; it gets black and not even a fun crispy. He's black crispy. Yeah, you're you are charcoal white bread. Yeah, get your hands in order. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's long gone, so those things have uh, his hands feel better than ever now that he's dead. They probably feel about the same. <laughs> <laughs> we are awful humans. Yep. So we do find because there is an actual um, situation where. Rita Diva with a Tude is getting ready for this competition oh, because yeah. once again, yeah, yeah. I haven't even, I'm jumping ahead yeah. into the future without even explaining what's happening. So the, the nuns who are cleaning and they find all of these trophies, they're like, I wonder if they still do these competitions. And then all of a sudden they're running in the classroom. <laughs> we already entered you into this contest. Yeah. These nuns are the worst. This is, uh, and it was, it was like the state finals. So it was something <laughs> yeah, that they were completely yeah. not, I mean, in any sense of the word, 
they were nowhere prepared for. Mm-hmm. They're just like, hey, we signed up for it. They might be talented <laughs> as fuck, but like they're not. You just need time to like yeah, find even, a groove and to mesh yeah. and c- t- completely together with voices and Which find I, your niche. I guess they were already meshed together because uh, obviously they've been in the playground. Oh, that's right. There are no circles already harmonizing with each other and doing that rhythms. So they already got the feel that you get when you start music with a person and you figure each other out and then you fi- find your yeah. clicking niche or whatever you want to say. Yeah, and the competition was in L.A., yeah, yeah. Los Angeles. Hollywood, right? Oh yeah, Hollywood. Straight up Hollywood, which is part of LA. So yeah, but Hollywood, and uh, everyone was immediately excited. Sister Mary Clarence was a little nervous. I just remembered something. This is totally off topic. The kids are totally into it. Okay. Demolition Man. The very beginning, the Hollywood sign is just in flames. Mm-hmm. Is it always on fire, or was that from just then? Because the whole like area was on fire. It was mayhem because of. Uh, what was because it was like maniacs were in control and they were like setting places on fire yeah, and Wesley Snipes hostages. had like his area and then he's all like, "I told you they all learn. Cops don't come down here. Uh, fire department doesn't come down here. But you don't learn, do you? Because he like had his own little area. Anyway, we'll do Demolition Man in the future. Don't worry. <laughs> we definitely will. <laughs> Don't worry, Tom Jeffries. We will do it. Is that a... Wait, what? He messaged me the other day and said that we inspired him to watch Demolition Man because he likes that movie. And then he said, you guys should totally review it. And I said, oh, I'm sure we will. It's one of Michelle's favorites. I absolutely (laughs) love that movie. Being a a girl who was at different points in time raised by a single father, it... uh, Action movies. Action movies. His, His taste definitely rolled down, trickled down to Michelle. Demolition Man's good because it's got action and it's funny and it's, it's genuinely it's funny. Goofy. It's not corny funny. It's genuinely funny in places. And it's like silly. Yeah. As well. Like the whole Taco Bell thing. That's that's funny. Still funny. And of course Wesley Snipes' racism is hilarious. King Tong, Wing Wong, Ping Pong. <laughs> God, Wesley, what are you doing? <laughs> For sure. For sure. So uh, if people are getting ready, they're practicing their little booties off and... At her house in her bedroom, Rita Diva with the Tude is listening to a what? What were they? Like a, a Walkman, cassette, cassette, cassette Walkman. Walkman. And by the way, her attitude has drastically gone down. Mm-hmm. Like ever since she got in the choir and is ex- they're practicing and she has hanging like out with her friends goals. and goals. Her attitude has completely flip flopped. One hundred percent. She is totally a team player yeah. at this point. And uh, she's and happy for once <laughs> practicing. She's looking at music, going over lyrics, figuring out how she's going to do it, listening I like to that a tape. Because she's sitting there like, nah, 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 and like mm-hmm. trying to find the note. And I was like, oh, thank you. You're not just perfect all the time. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I liked that. Yeah. And her mom, who is. Uh... Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, I need to actually find her name. She was on Moesha. She played Moesha's mother. So I knew that she was super, like, I could tell she was super familiar, but I didn't know what her name was. Cheryl Lee Ralph. I like her last name. Ralph? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder why. Do you, do you not want to talk about that? You don't know what that's about either? I'm just pretending because you, uh, you, you, didn't, you didn't know who Jerry Rocket Launch is or his mother, Sherry Rocket Launch. Well, I haven't met Sherry. I mean, but... And I try to push Jerry out of my fucking head. I hate that podcast. I hate every single one of them. Okay. Well, I mean, it is on this network. It's on. It's a couple of critics 
Yep, yep. We, we back it, so we got to support <laughs> it, don't we? Because you guys should listen to that Abe podcast that's out there. That... No, it sucks. Don't do it. <laughs> Abe's an asshole. Ryan Toby, by the na- by the way, is the name of that kid. The kid? In the last. The kid that hits the... that note? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Squeezes his balls to hit that note. <laughs> yes. So, so Cheryl Lee Ralph, her name is Florence Watson. Rita Watson? Her name is Florence in this? Mm-hmm. Okay. What's her name in... Family Matters. Isn't her name Florence in that too? I know she's, she's not, not in Family, in Family Matters, Matters, but isn't the mom's name Florence? No. Harriet. Oh, oh damn it. You're way off. Eh. <laughs> okay. Florence Henderson? Were you were you mixing oh, two? Oh, that's what it was. Florence Henderson. Florence Henderson. Florence yeah. Harriet. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. She I mean, she's all up in her face about, you know, she makes her give her the music, the uh Walkman, everything. Yeah. Hand everything over. Oh, yeah. And she's just like, There's music. no time for this. You need to keep your head in the books. You need an education. Singing does not put food on the table. You're f- and then we get a little glimpse about her father saying that her, you know, your your daddy your daddy died doing this. Died doing this and never, basically never got where he wanted to be. So this is just a waste of time. You need an yeah. education. You need a real She say something like, uh, yeah, there's people out on the streets right now singing to make that dream. Singing that shoulda, coulda, wouldas. <laughs> you have seen this movie seen quite this movie a few times. so many goddamn times. <laughs> I love it. It's one of my favorites. Um and which is insane because it's not like she's doing some extracurricular something like no it's part of school at this moment it's and it's an elective but like you're given electives what is she supposed to be doing taking a second math class Uh and if she was so strict about grades you made this point she would have been there making her schedule too she would be very aware of what her daughter's schedule is going to be she would know her daughter is in a music class unless she said Mom, it's a bird course. We don't do anything with music. We just hang out. And but she's then like, oh, again, that's an easy A for you. Yeah. yeah It'll look good on your thing. But wouldn't her mom be like, no, that's a waste of your time. Yeah, she you, would. You need to be studying. So yeah, that, that part doesn't really make sense. But yeah, it's, we're poking holes in Sister Act too. <laughs> but it's, it's kind of like footloosey in the sense that yeah. it's like you're not allowed to, like, like she bans music entirely from the house. It's crazy. Like you can't have any music in your life whatsoever there will be no record players no cassette tapes no mtz <laughs> <laughs> and she's like mom but we're good and she's like i don't care i don't fucking care get so, your head in them books so rita has to drop out of the choir she does not explain why but she walks up they give her a consent form because they have to get consent forms yeah, that's to go the new to rule. this that's the new rule because what's his name father maurice said father maurice he fought it at first like no this can't happen this can't happen but then he was like okay as long as you get you have to get consent forms from every from one's parent so he finally broke because he it was he was not excited about it at not all. at all and crispy's always there looming over just bitching about everything do you think that's part of it is that he's Crispy like holds Father Maurice's balls basically, and he just feels like he's got to make Crispy happy the whole time. I think that might be part of it. Crispy probably came in because he didn't think that things were being done right, and then came to the conclusion that things weren't going to get better. Probably because Marie, Father Maurice, is like such a because he is such a pushover and yeah. like doesn't lay down the law with anything. Is my. That's my guess. Until it comes to discipline for the kids. Because he's like part of the other people who come in and tell them that it's going to be shut down. He acts yeah. like he's like one of them. Yeah, the archdiocese. So 
It's like they sent him. But then after they had made that decision, I don't know why he's still hanging around. It doesn't make sense. I, I swear, I think he just knows he has Father Maurice by the balls and he just needs to be around. And he, I think he almost wants it closed down. Like, it's not he, just a, this is what we should do. I think he's like, Ugh, I hate this fucking place. He did seem like that because, I mean, we'll get to it later. But. Yeah. And every every angle, every time of this movie, he's always just, fuck this place. Mm-hmm. Just very not open to anyone. He doesn't seem to like anyone who's there at no, all. No. no matter how nice anyone is to him, he is just <laughs> shitty. Yeah. Listen, man, just because your hands are weird doesn't mean you got to be a dick. <laughs> um, so there's still a lot of pushback, which... This part is weird to me. So they find out, the classmates find out that Rita dropped out of the choir. Yeah. Again. Which, by the way, she could have said exactly why it was happening. And she could have just just told her friends, but she was just like walking by and they're like, hey, Rita, what's up? And she just ignores her friends. Like, like she can't be friends with them. If she's not in that class. <laughs> yeah. We're not singing together. I'm gone. It's so weird. And they're just like, come on. And yeah, she never explains herself. So all she had to do was go, hey, my mom's a bitch and she won't let me do it. My mom won't let me do it. And that's, then, yeah. That's but, all she had to say. But I don't know if she didn't want like to talk negative about her mom. Maybe. And because Whoopi already showed up or is getting ready to show up, actually, or already did. Because remember, Whoopi goes back to the house. And it's like, hey, your daughter really needs to be in this choir. What's going on? And she's just like, there's nothing I can say to her that will make her be in the choir. And she's just like. She's super shitty to Sister Mary Clarence. Super shitty. I mean, as soon as she opens the door, she's like, hi, I'm Sister Mary Clarence. And she's like, I know who you are. (laughs) How? And it's like, I mean, first of all, why are you speaking to a nun like that? You're the one who's paying to have your daughter in this fucking private school. Like, yeah, it's the only one in the district, but. Still, it's not a fucking public school. They're wearing uniforms and everything, and it's like—I mean—it's a Catholic organization. It's and it's—it's bizarre. Any of the nuns? She didn't, unless she had met all the other nuns already. In the that's probably it. Maybe she felt threatened by this black nun who seemed (laughs) out of the ordinary. Well, of course, it's you. (laughs) Yeah, I have no idea, but uh, her mom essentially just says. I mean, in a nice way, because it's a PG movie, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, that's what she wanted to say. And her mom's doing side work in the house, because she comes home from work sometimes, but then in that scene, she's doing the hair she's in the apartment. She's doing hair at, yeah. So she's got side work going on, taken from the fucking main shop she's working at. There's a single mom, she's got to work her fucking ass yeah. off. Oh, and that lady's hair she's working on, I'm so jealous it, of, because it's huge. half of it's like a huge afro. God, I wish I could have a huge afro. Huge red afro glorious you just wait people i'm gonna grow this hair out like we've been talking about sambo's getting a perm what you should do (laughs) is instead of getting a permanent you should (laughs) sit on the stoop and have someone braid your hair and then take your hair out when i used to do that it would just still flop down and be curly that's all it was it just wouldn't stand up your hair is so straight yeah it's just crazy straight i want it sticking up looking like a weirdo afro like matt stone yeah, like that. I want a Jew fro. But people that have fro's want the exact opposite, right? I mean, most people who have curly hair want straight hair, and then I always wanted curly hair. Yeah. I want straight up, take my hat off, and it go... <laughs> so, so... Do you think I can go into a barbershop and be like, give me a fro? 
And they'll be like, we I know think they exactly would what to do. I think they would laugh at you. I don't give a shit if they laugh, because I'm going to laugh too. That's the whole point. Okay. <laughs> I just think that's what would happen. So, <clears throat> where are we at? Lauren Hill has She's quit. Out. She's out. She, They're practicing. She walks away with the consent form and the old, <laughs> the old nun who always has a quip. She's just like, give us back our consent form. <laughs> it's a little piece of paper. And they're just like, shut up. And she doesn't give it back. She does not give it back. She walks away. She hangs on to it. They're getting ready for it. Um, they got to do a, a fundraiser. And they do have to do a fundraiser. I forgot about that. Yeah, it's one of the best part of the movies. The best part of the movies. Best part of the movies. Oh Out of God. all of the Sister Act movies that we watched, which was unfortunately only this one. I thought there's 18. Sister Act 18, Mary Clarence's Revenge. I've got to find this, so hold on. I forgot about this. Yeah, I don't know how that I how They got to get money but... for like gas, because there's no money in the school, so the school is not going to pay for it. So Sister Mary Clarence and the nuns have to get money elsewhere. Which, by the way... If she was a Las Vegas headliner, mm-hmm. she's got that fucking money. She doesn't need to do a fucking fundraiser. She can just pay for it. Hey, we're here to collect some money. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so this another thing, this, like I said earlier, that this movie is good for is just taking old soulful songs. Uh-huh. Give that money, baby. Give me that money, baby. Give me that money, baby. In true church fashion, give us that money. Yeah, this part rules. They don't even turn this into a godly thing. They're just doing these songs, actually. Well, they get, like, the main people who aren't even... It looks like not a church group that shows up because it's, like, a full-on concert. It's packed. Like, the whole town is there. Yeah, it's, like, a huge street party. Yeah. And then they got the old lady from Wedding Singer holding that basket Collection. Basket. Oh, yeah, she is insane looking. Yeah, so there are different nuns. There are uh, the fathers, who again, because they always have all this time on their hands. Well, this is the fundraiser. They got the time. They're making cotton candy. They're selling popcorn. People are everywhere. Kids are passing around collection plates. Baskets in this one. <laughs> Baskets. Well, I mean, they look like their collection. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's they like look from like the they're church. from the church. Yeah. Because they have to raise two grand. Two grand? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something Morris, like that. Mon Cartier has fucking two grand sitting around. For sure. She had a fucking Ferrari or something in the beginning. It was definitely something that had a convertible top. Absolutely. And then you don't know what happens to it at all. <laughs> no, because they she's going to put her top down and they're like, oh, we'll take care of it. But then they never do. Don't they make something like, oh, if it's still there. So make some comment that it might be fucked up or stolen. Yeah, because then later <laughs> she says that she wants. She's like, I just want to get my my top down, and they're like, Oh, if it's still there, which is. <laughs> oh, I thought she meant her brazier. Get that top down, whoopee. I don't know what it is about you saying the word brazier, but I'm not into it. Brazier, brazier, <laughs> over the shoulder boulder holder. Speaking of. <laughs> Speaking of Whoopi and Braziers and taking the top down. Please, let's continue. I, I said to you that I never saw Whoopi Goldberg as a sexual being in no. any way, shape, or form. That makes sense. And then I looked it up, like if it, if there was anything that she was in that like tried to make her be sexy. Mm-hmm. And there was one photo that I found that I was like, oh, she actually is like, like she was cute. She, she wasn't necessarily sexy. Feminine qualities. But she wrote this something that she said she was never a sexual icon or a sexual person because she was black. And I have to disagree with that. Because there are plenty of people who are black that were still 
Yes. Sexual. But I think because a lot of black people who she's talking about, like, are like mainstream pretty still, where she still has, even in that picture, I mean, she looks African. Uh, oh, okay. That makes a little so more sense. So she has but... much more of, I think, African like features. A speci- yeah. I get what you're saying. She looks more African than American. Yeah. Where I think that a lot of people who are considered beautiful, people like, let's just say, Diana Ross's face. Still have like Anglo-Saxon features. Are still just, yes. (laughs) Yes. So I I think that that's what she meant when she said that. that. It wasn't necessarily just because she has black skin. It's because she's very black looking. The reason I never saw her. Big mouth, big lips. I never saw her as sexual because of her voice. She's always had like a raspy, sounds like she smokes two packs a day kind of voice that's what always weirded me out about well whoopee ted danson disagrees with you because he fucked the shit out of her for a while <laughs> they were in a movie together and then they dated in real life because he couldn't keep his hands off of <laughs> good for him good for ted dance and that was back in the day when it was it was like controversial that they were dating which oh that's stupid is so insane in this day and age, looking back and just imagining that being real life, it's like insane. an issue and people getting mad about it. Actually, how about how about you get mad that you just didn't get to fuck Ted Danson? How about that's what it really was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's a fucking sexy looking man nowadays. I was say like I uh, he's more attractive now as an old man with all white hair yeah. on like the Good Place than he was in Cheers when he was Sam in a uh, Cheers. Is that what his name was Sam? I think so. I was going to say Sam Beckett, but I'm pretty sure that's Quantum Leap. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think that might be. But I'm not specifically sure because I did not watch Quantum Leap with Joy. My mom, she loved Quantum Leap. That's because she wanted, I almost said Scott Bayo, but that was that's not his name. Nope. Uh, the guy who played Dr. Sam Beckett. I can't remember his fucking name. It's Scott Bacula. Ba- Bacula. Yeah. I knew I had Scott it. Scott Dracula. <laughs> yeah, your mom wanted to be slammed by Scott Bakula and Huey Lewis. And uh, who's that fucking guy? And Ringo Starr. Probably, but I don't... Mickey Dolenz. God damn it, Mom. <laughs> uh, no, we had that poster in the... She always had a poster in the kitchen. Oh, Don Johnson. Don Johnson. Um, she wanted that long Don Johnson. Don Johnson. Isn't he known for having a big wiener? I don't know. I know uh, Huey Lewis is. Oh, yeah. Huey Lewis is supposed to be packing a monster. <laughs> they said the heart of rock and roll is still beating <laughs> in my huge fucking cock. Ugh, that's disgusting. So let's go back to this wholesome movie about nuns and children. <laughs> well, we don't want to talk about guys with big dicks and jerking it. I'm looking up Don Johnson big dick. <laughs> I mean, hey, I'll let you know. There was a painful amount of time recently of Don- me trying to find Los Lonely Boys. Yeah, it's true. So. <laughs> Don, let's see. Don Johnson finally sets the record straight about his supposedly colossal peen. It says <laughs> colossal peen. Look. I've seen guys with a lot bigger penises than me. One time I was in the Celtics locker room talking to Larry Bird and Kevin McHale, and then there's and there's Dennis Johnson coming out of the showers, and dude, that's who put the Johnson in Johnson. I mean, it must have shown on my face, because when I turned back to Larry, he looked at me and said, I know, huh? And I was like, dude, that's a weapon. <laughs> <laughs> so, but he still has a big penis. He's just saying there are bigger penises I out guess. There. Don says that the label on his dick says regular and not XXXXXXL, like the regulars claim. Uh, I don't so think- he just got a regular dick, he's saying. I bet it's just on the higher side of average. Yeah. So it's not disappointing. So when people see it, they're they it's just 
it's better than what they expected because they probably are like, if it's average, okay. If yeah. it's small, that would suck. So when it's like a little bigger than average, they're probably just like, yeah. I feel so bad for because, guys with smaller dicks because it's like, they can't help it. Okay, but it didn't stop people from fucking Paul Simon. Paul Simon has a small dick? Isn't he the one who's known to have like the smallest penis? I don't know. I'm but pretty still, sure. A, I'm not. He's still a celebrity. I'm thinking about regular dudes. Well, I, I mean, I'm just saying it doesn't necessarily stop you. That's true, but it and sucks I don't for think them. It necessarily should. Yeah. Because again, most women, it it takes it's within three inches inside of their vagina that their G spot is. It's not so the like, size of the boat. It's the motion in the ocean. And I mean, if fucking lesbians can get each other off, you it's more than a guy can. So like, <laughs> just figure it out, dude. If you're not able to use your penis, either find a better way to use your penis. Or you have hands and a mouth. That's true. You have multiple things to work with. Toes. There's no excuse. And an, and an elbow. <laughs> and a shoulder. There's no excuse to be bad at pleasing. And if you and if you uh, watch that Jay and Silent Bob movie, his bridge of his nose. Oh, <laughs> <ew>. <laughs> remember when he's like, "I'm the clit commander." I do remember that. <laughs> like I take that thing. That was straight back. <laughs> I need to find dogma. I would like to do dogma sometime. It'd be good for the December. Since it's Jesus-y. It does make sense, yep. doesn't it? All right. Wait. We were going to get off the big dick thing, but no, we got stuck. We just went back around to it. Just like well, the when you find an article that says peen in it, it's colossal peen. Colossal peen. <laughs> That's what did it. Okay. Uh, so we are now getting ready to, or this is the day of the competition. The yeah, all-state yeah. competition. And st- and no it, Lauren Hill. She's not back. Well, everyone is getting on the bus and they're giving their consent forms. And then right when they're getting ready to close it up. Hey, wait for me. Yeah, yeah. They're literally closing the door. And we see that the night before she forged her mother's signature on the consent form. And good for her. Yeah. Because fuck that. Yeah, I agree. She, because she remember. I mean, she f- read that book. She had that whole thing said to her that whole little speech from Whoopi you know if you if that's all you think about when you wake up and that's, that's who what you, you are, are. And yeah, yeah. she just decides what's more important is uh doing this which I mean good for her and that and that would be a good lesson later if that is what you're gonna go for like you can't listen to people that tell you no all the time you just gotta keep fucking going that's, fuck them do it that's 100% what everyone says uh-huh who makes it yeah like there are going to be people telling you that you're not good enough. Just yep. keep, Just keep, keep going. going. So it's super, super awesome. And there's a lot Which of... hard to do. <laughs> so while that is happening, after they left, after they leave, Crispy comes in. He throws down a Rolling Stone magazine that he got from the library. And Dolores Van Cartier herself <laughs> is on, on the, the front. Fucking cover. Because he had said earlier that he thought that he recognized her. And she was just like, nah. Oh, yeah. And I want to make this point. If that was just in the library, how hadn't a student already seen that and been like, hey, that's fucking Sister Mary Clarence. I agree. And why, if she is a lounge singer in Vegas, why the fuck does the archdiocese know who she is? That's true. Well, I mean, and I mean, is it necessarily a sin to go see a show in Vegas? Was he getting... What I mean? Is it a sin to sing? 
No, but it is a sin to do bumps of coke, I guess. But I don't think she was doing that. I think her manager was, Robert Pastorelli. Oh, that guy's all fucked up on coke. Oh, for sure. In real life. The 90s (laughs) and up until he died from drugs. I I have a feeling coke was uh, on his menu. I think so, because it said died from narcotics. And usually if you die from like heroin, it's died from opiate overdose. If it's coke, it's narcotics. (laughs) He's doing those lines. I just gave the sexiest look as I tried to push out a yawn real fast, and I thought my face was going to freeze because it hurt my jaw and everything. Oh, man. Sometimes when I yawn, my uh, underneath my chin, it gets a cramp, and I'll be like, and I look like an old man trying to put his teeth back Is in. Is that why I just got turned on real quick? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, we're going to have to take another break here. All right, get on the tape. <laughs> no one wants to hear that. Live two-minute sex on the table. <laughs> so they find out that she is not really a nun. And Crispy. It's Crispy and uh, Father Maurice, right? Those, yes. those are the two that That's are like, who this he is, is what's going on. And um, that they call her a Las Vegas showgirl. And he's like, Sister Mary Fake. Because he has a hard time with her name the whole time. Oh, yeah. It's like Sister Mary Clemens. Yeah, he did call her Sister Mary Clemens. And she's like, it's, it's Sister Mary Clarence. Clarence. Crispy. <laughs> <laughs> we, we're, we're either simpletons or this movie is actually cute. And I think it's cute. Cute like a skin flute. I think that's not true. So <laughs> so we're there. They decide that they are going to stop the kids. They're going to pull them out of the competition. And what is weird is that Father Maurice wants to just call and let them know. But Crispy's like, no, we need to handle this ourselves. Yeah. Like he wants the glory oh, of yeah. breaking all of their hearts. He wants to see every kid cry. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he wants to like do that to her to Sister Mary Fake specifically. Yeah, he does. He really does. So they, them and a few other fathers who we've discussed, uh, Michael Jeter, we have Father Thomas, who is the mixture of French French Stewart Stewart. and Billy Bob Thornton. Billy Bob Stewart. And we have the the sausage-loving cook guy who only makes sausage for everyone. I didn't even see him in the van. Oh, really? Yeah. He was in there. They were being thrown around because his chef hat on, right? Father Thomas, yeah. Father yeah. Thomas is driving so crazily and just flying over areas. Yeah. Which, once again, these people don't follow like people who are into the Lord and like f- they want to follow the rules. That's their thing. Is they don't break the law. Yet they are totally fine with letting this man who they know doesn't have a driver's license drive. Mm-hmm. Because they say something like, "You know, you don't even have a license," and he's just like. I can drive. Yeah. yeah. Drives like a fucking maniac. He almost gets hit by a bus. He's yelling at people on the road. Get out of the damn way. And he's driving on the wrong side of the road. Oh, yeah. Constantly. Swearing at people. Um, but the kids are there. They're nervous. They're just going through all of the motions. Uh, Rita had actually written a note for her mother explaining where she was because her mom came home from work. Which was nice of her. And Rita, and it, I mean, it was. And it was just like, uh, you're you're probably going to be mad about this, but I need to do this. I need to follow my heart. And Good for you, Lauren Hill. For sure, Rita Diva with the Tude, because uh, you changed your attitude and you got your shit together. And uh, it's time for them to go on. 
we hear some other choirs. The kids are intimidated. Oh, yeah. Uh, the one choir is a real... I looked this up because I was like, man, that choir is just too tight. It's Yeah, it's and a the, huge, like, formal-looking yeah, choir. And the composer, or the, the, the not the composer, the conductor, mm-hmm. he's, like, super into it and way more into it than, like, an actor would be. Because I think an actor would pull it back and be like, no, that was too much. But this guy's, like, super, like, he's mm-hmm. mouthing all the words and he's doing, like, the correct, like, Crescendo arm, arm movements and, and stuff. I looked it up. It was a real... School and this guy was the real musical director. Well, it was actually a mix. Yeah, and but then they didn't have enough people, so they got people from Orange County mm. to come in that could sing too. So then they use the real name of the school, and then they add Orange into it to like say that it's just the combination, and then they make a new school, a fake school, out of that name, which I think is pretty cool because they could have just I don't know got any fucking body, but they were like, they let's have, get a real. Choir they got here. people who were already trained. And mm-hmm. who already knew what they were doing, which I think is a, a smarter idea. And in 1993, there was an interview with that guy about doing that. And he's like, oh, Whoopi got a hold of me and blah, 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 blah. So this was a big deal to them. That's Very awesome. Very big deal, yeah. And that guy still does stuff in music. He's not he's still he's alive? Not, yeah, he's not head of that musical thing. He's not the musical director anymore, but he's still like involved in school musical type things Mm -hmm. so good for him yeah for sure so um it's time for them to go on stage everyone is nervous they don't feel like they're ready for it but they're ready for it yeah they were gonna quit so this is and they find out that this very formal the real um choir that we were just talking about they did the same song they did joyful joyful so then they were like oh no like and then before we get into the performance Father Maurice has found them. Yeah, they've that's they've true. all gotten to the place. They got Father Maurice. They got Michael Jeter, all the guys that were in the van. And only Father Maurice has actually found them. And he's like going to tell them the news that he's going to pull them out. But then he just sees like, he looks at their faces and they all look happy for the first time. Yeah. And he's just like, there's so much energy. You look like angels, mm-hmm. is what he says. And then Whoopi out of the background is just like, Wait till you hear him sing. <laughs> so then he's congratulating them. They're going on stage sort of thing. Crispy sees them and he's like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I decided to let them sing. The classic pushover. <laughs> Crispy just wants to crush everything. Uh-huh. Absolutely. So they decide because he wants to now find who's in charge and uh, tell them. <clears throat> so the other fathers. Which, by the way, who would you give a fuck at this point? I don't know. But the He'd other. still be like, well, he still taught him, right? Get in, get him out there. <laughs> the other fathers are like, we'll help you find them. And uh, they find a closet and they lock him in it and they use a piece of a, a big roll of sausage, which was supposed to be used for dessert. Yeah, he's like, he that's said. for dessert. <clears throat> and they shove it in the doors, which hold it shut. Somehow. And I could see if it was frozen. But it's not because it's like saggy and moving. Yeah, so Crispy with his mangled hands now has to get uh, out of. That's what it is. <laughs> that's why he can't open the door because his <laughs> hands don't fucking work. It's blocked with sausage. And everyone takes their seats. It is time for the Joyful Joyful finale performance. Here Are you go. ready? I am ready. Oh, and Rita's mom just showed up. Yeah, I'm looking and like Rita Mrs. Winslow. sees her mom and she's nervous. Is this one of the ones that gives you the feels? Oh, yeah. Every single one of them. Oh, Happy Day does. Do you think 
she auditioned for this, or do you think someone heard her sing and was like, you're, I think she auditioned. you're the one? I wonder if that other girl auditioned for that role, too. I'm sure they all auditioned. Probably. I mean, auditioned for the Lauren Hill role. And they're like, you're good, but we're not, we're not what we're looking for. Yeah, she's like, my name's Lauren Hill. I think I can do this Lauren Hill role. <laughs> we're looking for a Lauren Hill type. I know you hate runs, but... And there's Michael Jeter with tears in his eyes. His Jeter the whole time loves it. Like yeah, when he's he going along with him to stop him, he's just doing that because it's like his job. Mm-hmm. You can tell it like hurts him. Oh yeah, they they love the kids because they're just different times throughout the whole thing when they're practicing and getting ready. That, again, me going back to saying that they had all this time on their hands that doesn't make sense. They would just be like practicing in the choir. All these fathers would just be there randomly in the choir. Yeah. It didn't make sense. This is so fucking 90s. Oh, it's crazy 90s. Especially because they take off the robes that they were supposed to sing in. And, and then they're, they're just like all in their 90s clothes. She's like, I want you to be yourselves. And if you're going to do this, you may as well be comfortable. Which means a lot of coveralls. <laughs> so all 90 out, 90s outfits, 90s dancing, 90s sounding music. Yeah. Ugh. And it's about to get so, so cool right here. Action. <laughs> I love that scene right there. That shot was perfect. Yeah, you know me. Yeah, you know me. I love this part. This part gives me fucking chills. But I love 90s for them and blues. They sound great together. That note is insane. Yeah. Still just a mix of fucking pop songs. It's my prerogative. Nineties dance moves too. Oh yeah, it's all nineties. Everything about it. And and Whoopi is out singing and dancing with them, which is weird. In front too. Why is the music teacher involved? <laughs> 90% of the people are in there like, hey, is that Dolores? <laughs> How old was she in this movie? Do you know? Uh, Lauren Hill, that is. I don't know. I know she was young. We could figure it out. Because the Fugees came out with an album. Because this was December 93. Fugees had their first album in 96. And of course the crowd roars The crowd roars Lauren is like 17 or 18 when she did this that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, she was born in 75, and that came out in 93. Yeah. So it was probably filmed in 92. Or earlier in 93, yeah, yeah. I think. 
But still, she would have been, what, like 18? I think movies took longer then because it was all analog. So it was probably 91. So you got to actually cut tape and tape them together and blah, 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 blah. But mm-hmm. that's very impressive if she's already it's that good at singing. insane to me. I, it's impossible for me to not love it again because I love fucking 90s music in general. Oh, and I want to say this movie came out right in our wheelhouse time, too. We do everything from 93 to 94. So, yeah. This fucking movie. Came. It's <laughs> We're right sticking in, there. in the movie area, too. And I feel like this was something that I, I feel like my mother may have been the person who introduced this to us. So, one of the few things that my mom did right in my life. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. I said it. You can tell her that you heard that, John. Anyway. Oh, um, <laughs> rough. You um, just shot, fired, shots fired on that one. Ooh, uh, the, the shots are there. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> it's very uncomfortable, so I'm not going to address it like I thought it would. But again, I'll say, if you don't like us and you're listening to this, why are you still listening to this? Okay, so that is essentially the movie. They they win. Yes. The contest. The archdiocese is in the audience, and they are just like, we can't close you down. This is insane. Yeah, we will see you next year. And they're like, that was amazing. Mm-hmm. We want to win every year. Like we need to. They even say like we need to start practicing now for next year. Mm-hmm. So they have done exactly what they set out to do. So I wonder what that means. Is Does that mean that, I mean, because they didn't do it to win money. No. So where are the funds going to come from if they had to like lessen their budget and close uh, that school? Is another school now going to be closed? Well, I mean, they're a Catholic church school. So do they get funds from the state to operate because i know like if your state performs better or your school performs better and you have better grades the state will allocate more funds to you i don't know what that has to do with a because i don't think it's a public school yeah so yeah that doesn't make any sense so i don't understand how that suddenly makes everything better but they're not getting close no so maybe it's just because they saw a light in the eyes and they're like, oh, maybe this isn't a shit group of kids. <laughs> and that is uh, everyone's just super happy. Um, Lauren's mother. I'm sorry. Rita's mom is just because she's she sees her mom and she's like, Mom, I'm sorry. I just had to blah, blah, blah. And she's just like, stop talking. Essentially, <laughs> like, just shut up. And she's like, you were amazing. Yeah. She won her mother over. Finally. Yeah. And uh, then there are some nuns talking about how they, they, I don't even remember what they say, but they say something about uh, Dolores in uh, Vegas. Well, Crispy, we got to talk about Crispy first because he comes up when they find out the school's going to close, and Crispy oh, yeah. comes up and he's like, finally got his way out of the closet. And he's just like, I have something to tell you, Archdiocese. And then the one nun is just like, Oh yes, it was all Crispy's idea to do this. And, yeah, like, he basically shoves him in a us. corner, basically, to make him go with it. Yeah, and then because uh, it's like I'm sure that there are other, like I know that you were, you said something about early retirement, but like now we're gonna need you for like other schools to help get them in better condition. <laughs> so now he's like, fuck. Yeah, he's he's not happy. Like they're gonna put him in even poorer areas and he is not okay and then we have uh mother superior maggie smith herself mother superior who ends it with go with god crispy, crispy. <laughs> <laughs> but i think what you were getting ready to say is uh the boy what's his name the, it's frankie and the alana Ubach 
characters, they overhear them talking about Sister Mary Clarence being associated with Vegas. And they're like, Vegas? Oh, uh, no, I thought they said the next competition was going to be in Vegas. That's what they go to next. And then they go, Vegas? And for some reason, break the fourth wall for the first and only time in this entire movie and look straight at the camera. They do. But then, uh, what's his nets? Uh, the boy, the high note boy. He's the one who actually brings up, I heard you were a showgirl. Yeah, because th- the kids overheard and then it word travels quickly with kids. Yeah. Is the idea behind that, I believe. So then they're just like, we heard you were Las Vegas showgirl. And she's like, I am not now, nor have I ever been a Las Vegas showgirl. I am a headliner. And that's the end of the movie. <laughs> Yeah, terrible end. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't explain anything further. Like, does she leave after this? And so, like, the school can potentially just go to shit again. Like, because I mean, they need her direction, so I assume she stays. Yeah. But referring to the last note on your book, I mean, the very last thing I wrote was, "We need a Sister Act three. Yeah, we need we need more answers. We need to know what happened to the kids. I mean, obviously, we know that. The miseducation of Lauren Hill came out, so clearly <laughs> yeah. there was some success there. So clearly she changed her name to Lauren Hill and came <laughs> out with some music. But like, also these kids would be graduating, so they only got four years max. Yeah, I'm not sure for this group to be like into it, and then I, they're gone. I still think it's the idea of the fact that she changed their minds and changed their attitudes. And oh, all the people that were involved, like you can still reach these, reach these kids. You can reach the kids and she changed the kids yeah. attitude and made them want to work harder and actually make something of themselves. And did she stop her Las Vegas show for this whole time? Yes. That would not be able to happen. She would have to like pay her way out of contracts. Her manager would have been fucking pissed. Oh yeah. There's a lot. There are a lot of holes. Poking holes. Holes everywhere. <laughs> so, um... That's that's officially the movie. There we go. So that's done. Um, oh, we I'm, get a nice ending. We, there is there are some ending credits. Uh, we'll get to those in just a second. But at this point, I would like to get to the point of the podcast where we go over just some questions. Glory, glory, question, hallelujah, boom, boom, chitta, boom, Lord, boom, boom, chitta, boom, God, boom, boom, chitta, boom, Jesus, boom, 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 boom. boom. Save you. <laughs> okay, so the questions that we have here today. Why did I choose this? This is something that I've always loved. It's always been one of my favorites growing up. And I saw that it was on Disney Plus, And I don't have a lot of interest. I mean, I, I made a watch list of things that I would be interested in. But I'm not going to be just jumping at the opportunity to watch Disney movies. That's just not... I'm not one of those ladies. As far as I know, we've watched two things on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, we have watched uh, We have watched The Sister Act 2, and we have watched Blank Check. God damn right, we watched Blank Check. And talk about fucking putting holes in a movie, Jesus Christ. Oh yeah, that movie's got all sorts of fucking holes in we, it. We, yeah, Blank Check, you got holes poked all over you. And we forgot how fucking sad it is for it's, part of it. It's really sad in the beginning. This poor fucking kid has no friends. His his family doesn't even like him. No, like, his dad's a dick. No, his brothers are mean. His his parents support it. They just like find ways to justify why it's okay that this kid is just mistreated uh-huh. and he's just like he has no friends and they go to that amusement park at the beginning and all the kids are like, I'll take fifty tokens, I'll take sixty tokens. And then he's like, I'll have seven. Oh my, it's so sad. <laughs> his brother stole all of his money at the beginning. <laughs> Ugh, 
Yeah, it's it's really sad. I feel bad for this kid. But I chose this movie, not Blank Check, Sister Act 2. Be- oh, that's right. Shit. Because <laughs> it's just one of my favorites. And I was nervous about playing it for you, honestly. Um, going into what I thought you thought when I gave it to you. Uh, I didn't know how you were going to take it. But because it was important to me, I thought it was something that because I came across it and saw that it was available, I was like, yeah. And then after, when I actually watched this, I I was I said to my sister, I I think I need to get Sam to watch this because I think that he would laugh at some of the things like, get down with G-O-D. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... I definitely laughed at that. Oh, yeah. Um, what what was your judgment prior to watching it? I didn't have much judgment prior to it because I didn't really know anything. Like, I figured it was going to be, in my mind, I was like, this is going to be cheesy probably, but I know it's music driven. Mm-hmm. And usually anything music driven I can kind of go with, usually, mm-hmm. unless it's like really bad or a country, I, something I just can't fucking stand. Mm-hmm. But I... I wasn't like shocked or anything. I wasn't nervous. I wasn't, I was just kind of, I think that's most things lately for me anyway. I'm just kind of used to doing this podcast now. So nothing really, I think things scare you more in you giving them to me and what I give you. I think it affects you more than it affects me nowadays. So I had really no opinions yet. I know it was way different than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Like I thought the storyline was completely different. So just than what you thought that it was going to be. Yeah, yeah. All right. So do you know, well, uh, we watched this twice. That's pretty much our thing that we do. We watch it once. We talk about it a little bit or whatever. It's like the first one's the one to really kind of like just see it and know what it is. Mm -hmm. And then the second one is where you can actually like start paying attention to things and Mm -hmm. remembering what you liked and And trying to figure out things. I mean, because you saw the whole thing. So then trying to like see the holes that you may have missed in general. Oh, yeah. There was a couple things I missed. Like I... I didn't understand why that guy had sausage at the end, German sausage, mm-hmm. but because I missed the first time that they straight up say like in the first fifteen minutes of the movie, like all he makes is German sausage meals. So that later made that later part like, oh okay, that's why he's carrying around a big fucking thing of sausage. Mm-hmm. Do you know who your least favorite character is in the movie, Sam? I do. I absolutely do. Okay, and who is it? This man has severe rheumatoid arthritis, and his name is Mr. Crisp. He's just a fucking dick. Oh, yeah. He sucks. This movie didn't have anybody that I hated. Like, nobody was like, oh, that's the guy. Except for Crisp. But he was the one that you were He was the one that you're supposed to not like. Like, most of the time we pick a guy that, like, oh, I can feel his personality, and I would hate that guy in real life. Mm -hmm. That did not happen at all in this movie. So, Mr. Crisp, who I'm supposed to, it's supposed to be that way. They got me on that one. And I would say that that's my least favorite character as well. Because, yeah. again, there's no one who does anything that doesn't... Because even the guy who flip-flops the whole time, Father Thomas, he still doesn't make you hate him. No, he's it, just snarky. And he's funny sometimes. Like, when they're on the stairs at oh one time... And, and they're like, we're going to find her. She's a Las Vegas showgirl. And he's girl. like, right, guys? And uh, Michael Jeter's like, right, guys? And he looks up the stairwell, and for some reason, he just gives this huge, weird, open-mouth smile out of nowhere, like, Arr. I don't know if it's even really a smile as much as he just, like, squints his eyes and opens his mouth, like, Arr. really wide. It's weird. Yeah, it was hilarious. We rewound it just to watch again. <laughs> it was it was funny. Um, So, yeah, Crisp, Crispy's the worst. So we agree on Crispy. We do. Do you know who your most favorite character is? Yeah, I think I do. All right. 
It's between two, really. Well, you do have... Oh, you can tell me your second, but you do have to pick one. I think I got to give it to Whoopi. Okay. Just because she's... I don't know. The energy she... I didn't realize how much energy she actually had and how much comedic timing Mm -hmm. Whoopi actually had. Oh, yeah. This is my first real sit down and pay attention to Whoopi Goldberg movie. wild because it's so far after her prime. She doesn't even (laughs) do movies anymore, I don't think. Not really. I I don't know. And so for you to see your first Whoopi movie now when it's not like we didn't grow up in the area era of Whoopi. Yeah, yeah. We so. totally did, but there's I would have never watched Sister Act and Sister Act Two when I was little, so Yeah. I mean that makes sense. So I think she has to be my number one, but a very, very close second is that one nun, sister whatever. Sister Mary uh Lazarus is yeah, her name. The one that's just always snarky. She hits herself with that wand. <laughs> she's showing that girl how to like read notes or something and she's using the the conductor's wand mm-hmm. and she just whacks herself in the eye. And I legitimately laughed both times mm-hmm. at it. Yeah, she's always been my favorite character as well. Even though I really I like Are you is that who you're choosing? Yeah. I okay. like I like <laughs> Lauren Hill. I mean I like Rita because she has a lot of character change throughout she she grows and changes the most i think yeah, she's definitely the most interestingly written character. and her voice is incredible and even though sister mary patrick played by kathy najimi is the sexiest person in this movie um yeah i have to give it to sister mary lazarus the cut up she's funny she's great she's genuinely funny i'm she, a fan she's driving the bus that one time when they leave the uh old folks home Both and just times. runs that trash can over and then later they're like you're gonna drive and she's like i can drive anything on wheels <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah she turns out she was the original mary poppins for the uh oh, yeah, first televised that. it was live a live uh televised thing back in like 19 19- very early. Mary Wicks or Mary Wickus. So when she did this movie, she, I think, was the first person to die. She died um, in 95. 95. So less than two years after this came out, mm-hmm. she died at 85. So that means during this movie, she was 83 years old. Yeah. And she looks it. She walks it. She definitely walks it. And that's why she's probably the funniest thing in it, because... She's just got this weird attitude, weird quips that but are she's always snarky in there. and sarcastic. Yeah. And let's see, she was in White Christmas. She was the grandma in Life with Louie. There you go. And she was the original Mary fucking Poppins. She's on the Hunchback of Notre Dame movie. She's done a lot of things. Yeah, uh, when I looked up her IMDb, she's she was in Punky Brewster. She's all the time acting. I don't remember her from Punky Brewster. She's a classic character actress where you can give her the weird quirky because she's even got like a weird facial structure like part of her lip almost looks like she had a stroke at one point but she didn't because that's what she looked like even when she was in her 20s you look at pictures of her she's still got that weird lip thing she has 144 acting credits on imdb that's a lot so she made herself a career out of acting out of being a uh, a secondary role person she was always a supporting they're always, they're always the best character though. i People i often love character think actors i agree i yeah. love character actors uh-huh so, how old was I when I first started watching this? Honestly, it what probably wasn't terribly long after it came out. It was mid nineties. Yeah, this has been a solid. Did you have it in my life? Did you guys own it on tape? I think my mom did, which so is how we watched it all. So you all probably the time. got. Let's see. Back then, it took about a year for things to get on tape. So like ninety five, ninety six. Yeah. yeah. And I was super into music and always wanted to sing, so it it just grabbed me immediately. Was this almost an introduction to soulful music? 
Like, like I mean, like black soulful I music. Think, I don't think I can say that. It was definitely my introduction to Lauren Hill. Were you Were you listening to Mariah Carey already at this point? I can't say. I think it was everybody's introduction to Lauren Hill. Everyone. Everyone was like, "Hey, I, you hear I, the Fuji song? That's that girl from Sister Act 2. That's how it was for me. <laughs> I I legitimately knew her from this first, and then it was, oh my god, it's the girl from Sister Act. <laughs> no wonder I love it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I loved it from the get-go. I never changed my feelings on it. And um, when I recommend this today, I I do like the first one. I definitely recommend this. I would consider this a Terminator 2 situation, oh. where the second is better than the first. Huh. So I definitely recommend it to everyone. I kind of want to see the first one now, but we have to do it on the podcast if that happens. I'm not watching it until it's brought up. <laughs> I mean, I could just put it on at some point. Well, I'm not watching it until I got to talk about it for two hours. <laughs> so, Sam. Yes. You would never put this on, but would you ever watch it again, I guess? I don't know how to... Uh, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't get up and leave, no. I'm not going to ever put it on, like you said, but... Oh, no, not at all. I genuinely enjoyed it. Or it gives me the same feelings that like older movies give me because it's got that '90s sensibility. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. It wasn't bad. There's not a bad actor or bad actress in it at all. Mm-mm. None of them. It's got people in it that I know and recognize. And it's a nice hour and a half long movie. Short to the point. The way they used to make movies yeah. instead of now everything is at least two hours long. The cinematography is good because I understand. Like I think it started happening in the '90s, but. Things were cut so fast that I started, in movies, I started not understanding the environment. I don't Mm -hmm. really feel like I'm there. This kind of movie, I understand the school. I know where, I know how it feels. Mm -hmm. I understood the environment. Yeah. And nowadays, sometimes it doesn't, a lot of times that doesn't happen because it's just- Doesn't transfer the same? Cut, 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 Well, I started watching, and I told you, I started watching Bohemian Rhapsody last night. Yeah. And I, I'm going to finish it, but I don't like the way that it's done. I don't like the way that it is just cut, 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 cut. fast, yeah. fast thing. I don't feel like I'm getting, I don't feel like I'm experiencing like an environmental- thing that's like sucking me into it i just feel like i'm watching scene 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 and i'm just like ugh, this this feels like not a movie it's not an actual experience you're just something being projected at you you're not in it well we so we discussed earlier if you guys care or not we are much more into documentaries than like biopics when it comes to like rock and roll and music things i'd much rather just see the real pictures the real footage the just real tell interviews. me what happened i don't need the things that are changed because no. i know that that's another thing i've read things i know bohemian rhapsody has a lot of errors in it yeah it's just to make it more enjoyable enjoyable to watch as a movie but so dumb. i want the story if, if yeah. i'm gonna watch a movie about the the story of a band I want the actual fucking story of the band. Like, why are we playing games here? It's so yeah. fucking weird to me. Just give me behind the music, man. That's all I need. One, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, why I, that's why I grew up watching behind the music. So it's like, that's what I fucking want. And this wasn't technically like a music movie, but I mean, it's like based on music, but it's not a musical, I guess. Yeah, but it's still about a rock band and they... And then you got to be like, that guy doesn't even really oh, look I'm like. About Sister Act. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, sorry. I thought we were still talking about Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> no, it's definitely not a musical, but it's a music-oriented movie, mm-hmm. which is kind of nice because real musicals, for the most part, I don't like them because it's just 
It's just constantly like, oh, I'm walking down the street. La, 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 la. Come on. You usually aren't a fan? Usually. Fan. So, Sam. I had to put that little precursor right there. Yeah. So, Sam, what's 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 happening next? What are we watching next? Because I, I do know what, Michelle what is knows. next. Michelle I, knows. I did say earlier that we're watching some movies to... Yes. Uh, to bank some episodes anyway, so you know what's happening. I, I know what's happening. I've been holding on to this for a year. Michelle expected this much sooner, and it did not happen. But to stick to the theme... I think it's a good follow-up for this. ...of Christmas and Christianity and Jesus, we are watching Jesus Christ Superstar. I want to say <laughs> that Sister Act 2 has nothing to do with Christianity Fuck or yeah, Jesus. Does. They're in a Catholic school. <laughs> has nothing... says... You down with G-O-D? <laughs> yeah, but there's no actual, like, this is the story oh, is of Jesus. It's a loose story, because <laughs> it turns out half of it's not accurate to the Bible. <laughs> oh, well, interesting, and I've never seen Jesus Christ Superstar, so... Not this version, you watch that shitty fucking... Oh, I did watch the televised yeah. version. With John Butthole Legend. And I know the story of, of God, of, of Jesus, of God. I know the story of Jesus, so like, it wasn't anything new to me. It's just, yeah. I'm less familiar with the songs, but yeah. I've heard you sing them since we've been together. For you, the whole Jesus thing was like crammed, Jesus story was like crammed in your brain as like a real thing. Yeah. For me, it was my mom and I watching a movie. And like, like oh, this is a neat story. <laughs> no, for me, it's life or death. <laughs> Not on this guy. So we know what's coming. I don't have a fear of God. <laughs> to bring us to an end here, to bring us to a close, I would like to take us out with the way that Sister Act 2 took itself out. Nice. Um, but before I do that, actually, real quick, I do want to say uh, we are on Instagram and <laughs> Facebook, Couple of Critics Podcast. You can rate and review us. Um, you can tell us to go fuck ourselves, you can, even though no one's ever done that. And I just went through this whole thing of saying, if you don't like us, why are you even here? But I mean, mm-hmm. you can also send us stuff if you want. You just got to ask me the address. <laughs> yeah. Send us. Gifts. I guess I just want you to hate us to our face instead of just listening to us and talking shit about us and still listening to every episode and talking shit about us when just don't listen or just be like, hey, I got problems with you. And I'll be like, all right. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> All right, so let's listen to There's the door. <laughs> let's listen to the cast of Sister Act 2 singing Ain't No Mountain High Enough. One, Thanks everyone two, for listening. One, we appreciate two. you. Now if you need me, call me no matter The music was a good choice no in this whole movie. Almost every song they sang in this whole Oh, I like it's that a song. Good classic. Oh, I like that song. Yeah, for sure. And we are, we get some Michael Jeter yeah, action in that's here what too. I and hear. I'm excited about that. We're not fading out until we get Michael Jeets. So good. That girl can fucking sing. I'm getting I am getting goosebumps. I got it too. I got it too. <laughs> This movie is a goosebump movie for me. I think that I've said it when we were watching it. That girl, I think, can technically sing better than Lauren Hill. It's just you like Lauren Hill's tone more. I like Lauren Hill's style, yeah. yeah. But I think that girl technically is better. <laughs> Big Daddy Wayne is in the cast. Not Big Daddy Kane, Big Daddy Wayne. Big Daddy Wayne? Oh, excuse me, Michael Jeter. 
R.I.P. Fuck yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Hi, everyone. Watch Jesus Christ Superstar. <laughs> also watch Sister Act 2. Absolutely. Bye. See ya.